Why? Welcome to the Thunder. Wait, wrong script. Oh, my name I mean. Is... Oh, we're wait. We're Thunderdome characters tonight. Are we perfect? I got. I got this knife. We can. <laughs> As the players suddenly swap between their characters' sheets, uh, we've got a very have, different character for the. We thing. now have Conan the Valarian, uh and various others. Uh, we're actually going back to our original uh, Here Be Dragons group here. You know, not not Thunderdome. My name's Jared. I'll be your DM. Today's gonna be fun. I get to kill the players, oh. or try. Uh, we have Lindsay, Nathan, Lauren, other Jared. And a couple puppies on a few of our screens. And we're here to play some D&D. Lauren looks confused. Uh, you said you were going to kill the players, not our characters. So that was just a little concerning. Don't worry. Don't worry. You, you, guys will all, you guys will all get a package at the, the break. Uh, careful, it's the next puzzle. Is it a plant? Because that's the only thing I accept right now. It's a plant of sorts yes i got a zz plant in the mail today it's a carnivorous plant it'll eat you right up uh yeah so you got to see some of our uh fun sponsor clips um i think we've got a special announcement one of the players do you want to <laughs> let people know what's going on on our next show i was trying to free crag Oh, that's, you mean, are you talking about the great oh. giveaway that we're doing from Blacksmith like Craft Dice? Something where you're like going to get one of these great burnished bronze sets? Yeah, yeah. that's what's going to be happening right there. Amazon's choice for metal dice, don't you know? Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing that during the next show, so two weeks from now. Uh, and if you haven't been around, what we usually do is we have just a little participation moment where you type something in chat and you get put in the running. So if you have to go at some point or come late, there's no cap until the end of the show. So from when we start till the last five minutes of the show is uh, open season for getting in your free ticket. And then we will choose one winner at the end of the show. The snoot must be booped. The snoot must Boop, be booped. Scott, you're spending those points wrong, my dude. Right no, he's here. not. Scott is on my side in this battle. I like to put it up close to the camera the so they can really the see. She doesn't care. Uh, so thank you for joining in. Uh, we do have some point redemptions. If you've got your TikTok bucks, there's plenty of things you can do, such as booping snoots, uh, feeding treats, buying emotes, giving vegetables to one of our favorite wizards. Uh, Hold up! How am I only one of the favorites? Oh, there's there's about twenty other wizards that were in the running, but uh, you know, you beat out Gandalf the Gray. Uh, wow! And a few others. Okay. You're one of our favorite wizards. Oh, there it is. There it I is. Don't know, I don't know how to uh, respond to that. <laughs> These are the biggest slices of like. That's like twice as big as last week's slices. That's because last week we only had baby peppers, and this well, time. What the heck are you using a big pepper for this I time? I cut them thin. Okay. So the crunching you hear is Nathan enjoying one of his uh, TikTok buck redemptions of being healthy and leveling up his muscles and gut. Scott is not sorry, but we're going to dig in here. Nathan, are you good? Are you ready? Do you need a minute? Uh -huh. Okay, uh, sweet. So as, as Nathan enjoys his wonderful snack, we dive back into our perilous journey underground. The party had 
gone down a handful of steps that led them to a wonderful, beautiful experience, getting to meet great people along the way. Wonderful people that only wanted to steal their brains and their magical items and murder them, you know, stuff like that. Now, they had just dispatched of a Mind Flayer, and as they had gotten rid of this Mind Flayer, they moved into the next room, <laughs> hoping to find their way out of the deep, dark depths. Sorry, Ahead, they see... got Nathan. Oh no, Buttspot has already targeted Nathan. Well, it got us too. I like the here butt hype. Here butt hype, and uh, he had a pepper butt too. Scott Scott went off gifting gifting some subs. Gifted what five subs? Mm-hmm. And resub. Yeah. Man. He's trying to de- dethrone Ooh. Sarah. Also, guys, don't forget to check out. I think there's a new um, Bitmoji. Mm-hmm. So check, check that, that out. out. Now. Back to where we were in the underground forest that laid ahead of these players. Now, it's not just a, a normal forest. And each of our characters, as they walk in, get to see that the expansive cavern that they're in uh, has faint glowing lights hovering about. The trees themselves look somewhat similar in silhouette, but on closer inspection, where leaves should be, long tacky tendrils with carcasses of bugs and small animals stuck to them. So tacky. And large leaves actually on some of the the plants kind of flutter in and out as if they're trying to grasp creatures from the air. A bat goes flying past and clips its wing on one of these large uh, moving leaves and it collapses in over the bat and it struggles for a moment and then stops struggling. And it seems the plant had eaten the bat. Now, there's faint glowing lights across the floor and the ceiling and throughout the forest ahead. And as our party looks around and surveys this dreadfully stinky forest across the way, they see a faint outline of steps that lead up the cavern wall, about four to 500 feet out, not too far to go. Players, characters, friends, is this like a temperate deciduous forest? Like, what does the floor look like? The floor is a very muddy look to it. There's a small path that goes through it. Almost looks like you uh, came into the marshes. Uh, so there's a few little pathways that look like they've been worn by other adventurers or potentially creatures. Um, the the unworn areas look like you could put a boot in a couple inches before it, it really hits bottom. So it's not like you're just going diving into swamp water, but it is a very nasty, marshy look. Well, we know there's alive things back here, because, like, we opened the door, so what left this path? Hmm. And also, why is there a forest underground. Sorry, I want Casey Kasem for a second. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. That's okay. That's, the, that's my next character, guys. Are there any, like, tracks or anything? Anything fresh? Uh, yeah, you can use investigation or other things to see what you may know. 
offhand, you don't see much. Uh, Valari, I believe you're the one that has night vision or dark vision dark here. Vision. Uh, so you get to see a little bit further. Um, you do notice that there is some wear, but you don't notice any specific tracks until you investigate. Yeah, my investigation didn't do anything. <laughs> no investigation? It was a bad roll? It was a very bad roll. I'm sure the other players saw it. I will, was a but I got a 16 on perception. 16 on perception? Mm, you, you notice that there is weird looking trees ahead. Um, I got a pretty decent roll, even with my minus one. Uh, 16? 16 on investigation? Yeah. All right. Uh, so from what you can see with the light around you, you do see some but, uh, some boot prints. Um, so it looks like others had walked through here in the past. You can't quite tell if the boot prints are uh, too fresh or not. Uh, you do see a little dry crusting around some of them. So they're not like someone just walked here in the last day or two, but um, they're still in the mud. So they do hold a little bit of the shape and the pattern. Um, oh, that doesn't give you much to, to know. Um, I am going to, because you said it's darker down here too, right? It's darker, yes. It's it's a very, very dim light. You get some little bit of light from these little faint glowing kind of puffs of, of light around. Yeah, I think uh, for Garth, he's going to pull out a torch and cast firebolt just to hit the top of it boom and then he's going to be holding that because seeing all of these plants especially i think his hope is i can ward off some plants by they won't want to eat me because i got fire so you're gonna you're just gonna fire up to the the cavern ceiling no i've got a torch so i'm just gonna aim to the ground oh. and use firebolt to go poof and light the torch okay yeah yeah now i have fire in hand Perfect. You have fire in hand, and as as it crackles, you hear a little bit of rustling, kind of moving away in the forest up ahead. Um, you also hear uh, a loud crunch off in the distance, as if something were to have like toppled a tree or lifted something large. Uh, you can't quite tell exactly what it was, but it was definitely a bit more echoous and, and rumbling through the cavern. Can I can I toss that uh, coin that's got continual flame on it as far down this cavern as I can? Yeah, uh, feel free to roll me a strength, and we will do some fun to get you some distance on it. It went like a foot and a half. <laughs> what was what was your roll? Eight. Eight. Okay, give me a sleight of hand for your aim and tell me where you want to go. Uh, I just want to go deep into the cavern, okay. like on the far side, so we can. Yeah. If anything's between us and deeper. All right. I'm rolling like poop again. It's an eight. An eight. Get him out of the way now. So as as you fling the coin, uh, your boot slips just a little bit under you and you twist and you throw the coin and it hits the same leaf about 20, 30 feet out that the bat had just gotten eaten by and it sticks onto the, the side of the leaf. So you've got a good amount of a light around you now to, to see some of the forest based on the torch and the coin up ahead. It doesn't illuminate anything else that is uh, of note, but you do have a little bit more space to see. And the coin is stuck in this tree thing. Yeah, it's stuck about, it. it's stuck about 15 feet up on a, a leaf. Uh, the leaf that, as the coin hits, though, 
Uh, the leaf isn't green, as one would expect for a normal uh, tree. It's a very, very dark brown, almost black. And as it sticks to the leaf, you notice that the trunks of these trees uh, all are very, very dark and almost void of actual color. Are we feeling like this is just like a monster forest? Yes, I would. I would. I think if we could go with monster forest. Should um, we just burn it? My grandpa said that every old forest needs to be cleared, you know, for its own good every now and then. Yes, but remember that the last time we burnt down an evil forest, Rumiel was not very happy. Also, we're underground, so all the smoke and flames would be trapped here and we would quickly run out of oxygen. But, but like, we have the hammer, right? So, like, I mean, I know there's a cave in that way, but monster forest, digging a little bit. I don't know. I mean, it's valid. We could, we could just be quick, like, stay towards the middle of the path, keep your wits about you type thing, and just, just beeline it. But, like, can you see, can I, can we see the top of the cave? Uh, you can't quite tell how far up the top is at this point. None of the lights that are floating around seem to be near it. Um, so it could be 50 to 70 feet or 150 to 170 feet. I just, I don't like all the sticky that's going on down here. Uh, also, I, I seem to recall that I made Thadric afraid of bugs, but there have been a lot of characters recently and I can't remember. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've come across many bugs. Well, so this is your first time that, uh... I mean, we came across some giant ones previously, but... I just don't, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, the air horn. Oh, hype train, boss! Hype man! Hype! Hype! Scott Denuso, who gets your natural 20? You know it's going to be Sartan, because Scott likes to see the GM win. True. Uh, I'm just... Okay. I'll, I'll pull back the... Make sure that the light from the shield is emanating forth and draw my light hammer. Light mean, hammer is in its not hefty. Yes. <laughs> the not hefty hammer and the... It'll the be on fire light, tomorrow. The lighted, the lighted shield and the light hammer. Yes. <laughs> And my light coin my, is in the tree. My sword is on fire, right? Yep, I'm drawing my light sword. Yeah, there it is. My light long sword. Your your lighted. My tree. lit long sword. <laughs> okay, now you have all of this light. Uh, Garth had said, "What about going back?" And I guess the party is going forward. No, I just I I just told people we can't light it on fire. Okay. Okay. I think we should go forward very quickly. Well, I see boot prints here, but I don't know how far they made it. And I show them, I point out that. Well, let's follow the boot prints then. For those would be people like us who would need to survive in such a place. And of course, if we see the boot prints all of a sudden vanish, then don't go any further because clearly they were eaten before their next step. Do mind players wear boots? Remember, they had more of a dragging, so their cloaks would have been dragging through the mud, kind of covering up right. their okay. boot prints. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Where would we go? Uh, well, it sounds like we're going to be 
step for step in these boot tracks, right? Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, I'll lead. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You can go or I can go as long as one of us is in front, right? Yeah. All right. Um, I have my shield out and my flame sword. So it looks like it's on fire. So plants should fear. So, so plants should fear. And uh, I'm like, Scott, thank you for that nat 20. Um, mm-hmm. That was a beautiful gift to the DM. And we will continue forward. The players are all giving me dirty looks. But I'm going to stop cheering Scott because the hype boss. Uh, I'm going to revoke the air horn privileges. Wow. <laughs> Scott, I will give you the air horn if you ever become hype boss. Uh, again, it's it's my privilege and honor to go. give you the air horn. Um, now, let's see here. I need a few rolls from all of you. Some perception rolls as you walk into the deep, dark, muddy, gross forest. I'm, I'm going to go to real life dice now. The digital dice have failed me. So blacksmith, let's see what you got for me. 18 for Goth. 18 for Garth. Um, my roll is a 12, but my passive is 15. So. Okay, we'll go with 15. 29. 29. It's the highest one can do. What was? Hey, what's that new gift we got, Jared? Uh, the new gift? Yeah. Why'd you? Why were you able to do that? Oh, because I'm wise AF. Perceptive AF. Yep. I was like, I didn't get you a gift. Get out of here. <laughs> no, you, are, you got a gift. Is that your passive? Why um, not? Don't confuse Dadrick. He's dumb. Now, <laughs> as the, the party walks into the forest and their boots make a slop sound as they stick in and kind of pull a little bit, uh, they get about 20, 30 feet in and it gets dark. The only light that they have now are from the sword and the shield and the torch and the torch and well, I have you have dark, dark vision. vision but the forest seems to kind of almost come in at them not not moving but it gets really tight as they follow these boot prints in and <clears throat> they stop as Thadric takes a deep gasp and ahead he sees the boot prints disappear briefly under a footprint of a large reptile. The rest of the party didn't quite see that, as it's just far enough out that the light caught it. But Thadric, in his uh, time reading some of the, the local rags, he learned all about the footprints of dragons and other beasts, and it popped up in the back of his head at this very moment as he sees the footprint. Uh, real quiet, because Ari's in the front. Hey! I stop. I can't, I can't, I can't do that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a big lizard thing. Like, Right there. Like, right there. I'm just, like, it, it is waving my flaming shield. Yes. 
I walk as quietly as possible. Forward, backwards, to the side. You know, a little grapevine action. Perfect. Uh, you do make a lot more noise as, oh. you, as you do that, however. Okay. Whoa, what about puppy snack time? Puppy snack time? Thank you for all of your little donations of time. I Those know. Those TikTok bucks were well earned. Here comes and the puppy snack. And I know snacks. you specified Zelda, but they get very upset when we feed one and well, not the other. Puppies get treated. Two for one! So they're both going to get treated. We'll start with this puppy here. For those of you watching. You should do it into the mic. You can get some ASMR. Here we go. <laughs> it's quiet over here. Uh, this is the puppy chewing her snack here. Thank you for the, the donations. Uh, now. Did you taste it? Ari, no. as you step forward, <laughs> you see the same footprint, and it illuminates uh, quite brightly as you get your sword up overhead. The footprint looks like it's a good seven feet long, uh, and it's a good three or four feet wide. Yes, seven feet long. Like it's a centipede? You know, those are just seven of its feet? No. One foot. It is seemingly three-toed claws at the front and then almost like a claw hook at the back as well. Now, I kind of, uh, I don't know if I'm misinterpreting you, but yeah. did it, it sound like this had a layer, this, this thing has, um, this lizard thing has like a camouflage effect on, or did I make that no, up in my brain? Uh, you you probably made that up in your brain. This is a, a just a footprint that is there. Okay. Uh, that you had caught sight of first as you had the high perception. Got it. Okay. I don't know why I thought. No, no. I just I wanted mean, to clarify. Let me check the notes. Yes, you did. No. <laughs> Man, perfect DM moment to let you uh, kill yourself with a giant thing right there. Yeah. Um. Well, can I now that he's kind of pointed this out? Am I able to? make out the shape of it in the ground? If you wish to go near it, yeah, you may. Uh, um, let me check something real quick. But he uh, just said there's a bug, but we can't see it, or he can't no, see uh, it. A reptilian claw print. So that's all we know. That's all you know. Badrick was the first one to see it. Um, I go, hey, everyone, um, would would we all just be at all upset if I were invisible for the next little bit um, so as to not be eaten? Coming from the guy who said, no, let's go through this, not go back. Why would we couldn't have gone back? There was a cave. Also, also guys, guys. Guys, 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 yes, guys, guys, yes. guys. Yes. I'm real close to just being a dude. I am always just a dude. I feel like you're you're always really close to just being a dude. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. think about that. Valerie, you think it's you're always a dude? 
Well, he's always spending all his stuff to heal you guys or something. No, he always. actively refused to heal me. Because, again, I don't have sure. those right now. I'm pretty sure he spent a spell slot to open a door that we had the password to. How far do I think we've gotten to the stairs at this point? Uh, like I said, you believe the stairs, from what you could tell, are about four to 500 feet out, and you're only about 35 or 40 feet in. So maybe 10% if we're going by progress bar. Honestly, if we just took off at a dead run. Don't say dead. With fire around us, the, the one creatures wouldn't, maybe, and then we could just... Whatever, go invisible, it's fine. I mean, I'll be uninvisible as soon as I attack with a spell again, which I'm going to do if something shows up. Then what's the point of being invisible? So that I can go investigate things without getting eaten. Will you want to go to the front? No. Well, yes, if I'm invisible. I don't like that. Patrick, do you know where it is? I mean, like, the footprints just... The footprint to you, Thadric, you see it going from your left to your right. Uh, over there, maybe? Because oh, I was like, if I could see it, like, we could expose it and I could see it, I could just make it small. But, like, well, how big is it now? Like, because if I the footprint know. is eh, right? You know, you could assume the lizard is pretty large but it's if it's pretty, like eh, yeah like what are we looking at are we looking at like stepping into t-rex footprints from jurassic park or so let me get this straight though yeah. why are we like so worried about this because we've killed a hydra we've killed mind flares yes being chasing whatever that was we I'm, killed dragons i'm like... only concerned because i'm running out of stuff like tomorrow oh, yeah, let's fight them all. Well, you could stay, like, out of the way. I have a lot of spell slots available. So you I can that one. You could, you could, you can always like stabilize us, though, right? You've got that one. Uh, buh, 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 I don't know. Let me look. I mean, no, no, basically. I can fix two algaes right now. Wait. What's that? Or maybe like one really bad algae. You have an epic hammer that was guarded by two mind flayers and their babies. Yeah, yeah. I could punch things all day. Great. But... Okay, let's get going then. I don't want to stay here. Uh, I wait for uh, Garth to go invisible, and then I stealth as well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go invisible. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and get some attention away from us. Nobody's attention's on us. Right, but this way it, they definitely won't be because I'm gonna set a really big fire over there. Okay. Right, really big fire over there. They'd be like, "What's over there?" 
but like, oh yeah, right whatever. Now, right now, they don't think anything's going on. Okay, I mean, right? carrying like thirty-seven light sources. I think they oh, know. Light your bonfire. Let's go. So, I create a bonfire sixty feet into the forest. <laughs> All right. Towards the right, where I think that thing, because he said it went over there. I'm like, okay, well, then it can focus <laughs> over there. Now, you light this bonfire, and you can barely see where it landed between all of the, the trees, but you do see a light spring up off to your right. And as you do, you hear a little bit of a crackle as the fire catches some of the leaf-like structures. And they're called trees. They're called what? Trees. <laughs> the leaf-like structures. They're they're not trees. The things hanging down. They're more tender. Oh, those leaf-like structures. Yes. <laughs> like, how can we make trees more descriptive? No, no. Uh, the trees themselves with their tendrils that are not leaves. Uh, right. The not leaves. I'll, I'll say that the not leaves catch a little bit of fire and crackle, but fizzle out and. Uh, plume of smoke starts going up and you see the the light of the fire kind of emanate in the plume of smoke sparks go up into the air from what you can tell as you look through a few gaps in the the trees uh, you've definitely made a, a presence known and as it starts to crackle a few seconds go by where there's silence other than that flame and then a loud rumble near it and the rumble gets closer and closer and then suddenly the flame gets put out but as the flame gets put out it's with a large thud that rocks all of you a bit back and forth you hear a big huffing and puffing of a large creature breathing and crunching through uh the the forest and moves slowly away oh it moves away okay Slowly. Okay, we should just go quietly now that we got plume, them. Plume of smoke. <laughs> All right, Ari's, Ari's moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're go we're going, right? Yes. You're going forward. Forward, the uh, the boots flop through the mud, and it gets a little thicker as you move through not deeper but a little bit harder to just move through as it kind of grabs tighter and tighter to the boot as you walk through uh another 25 30 feet in a small clearing ahead uh shows a statue in the center of what seems to be almost a, a brick the brick looks old and moss grown and on the statue you do notice there's a little bit of a faint light source hovering above it and the statue seems to have its hands outstretched. From the 20 feet or so away that you are, as you all get to the edge of this little clearing, uh, the statue only seems to stand about three-ish feet tall. Uh, you can't quite make out anything about the details of the statue other than it's got its hands outward stretched, somewhat a little bit away from you. Uh, and you are now left at the edge of this clearing. As you look around, though, it seems that the... the trees go up and over the clearing a bit and there's only a small hole that you can see uh the not so dark uh 
upward forest. You do see a little bit of the lights that are hovering above the forest cross over the small hole over this clearing. Uh, yeah. Through or ar around? I, are there any footprints here? Like, as I, because I've got a torch, so am I, like, as I'm going, coming across any of those large footprints to where I could... No, you, you don't them? see any large footprints. You also don't seem to see any boot prints or anything on the stonework. Uh, the moss may have grown over them, or uh, the mud has uh, faded away. No one's been here very recently. How far, how far have we gone since that big thing kind of did the fire and then walked away? Only about 30 or 40 extra feet. The the mud is tough to move through at much of a pace. Like, do you think we could go fast through the clearing? The clearing gives you about 40 feet uh, of distance, and it looks less muddied for at least that stretch. I just don't want to, like, be exposed. I mean, I could always go first across invisible to see if there's anything over there that could hurt us, and then... Okay. So, if you go, like, invisible-like, you can get there, then we can get Valari and Ari over, and then I could go, like, sneaky-like. Look, I can get over there. Me oh, wait. being mobile I... and not seen is not an issue. I have many ways. I have this gourd, too. You have what? I have this gourd, so I give, I give yeah. Ari oh, yeah. the, the gourd. So, well, I have... Invisibility. I know Misty Step. I can do Gaseous Form. Like, I have ways of moving. Um, and I can help somebody else if they want to be invisible or Misty Step or something. Or Dimension Door. That's another one I can do. Like I, like I said, I have ways of moving. I love Dimension Door. Ooh, interesting. Could you just get to the stairs? <laughs> Um, yeah, that one I could. That one's only good for me. Well, so, yeah, I mean, you do that. I give Ori this gourd, and I just sneak across. Or I can just make you invisible or a gaseous form or something. Yeah, I didn't prepare Misty Step today. Didn't think that one was going to be, like, a thing I needed. That's all right. Um, yes, um, well, we do you still want me to go first? Um, sure. Okay. So, Darth just, mm -hmm. I just didn't know if somebody wanted to be invisible because I can do that. I was going to make myself invisible. Well, I know, but I can make someone else invisible. If they want to join Garth or... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, could have... go, I can go invisible, essentially, without magic. Okay. And we do have Astro in the party as well. Right. That's true. Well, he can blink his way across. Maybe he would figure that out if he saw you do it, Valari. I can just pick him up and take him, I think. Right? With Misty Steph? No. 
No, but with no, we did that with the um the belts. Well, I can do that too. Go check it out, guys. Okay. I made a point to learn that one. I I turn myself invisible by uh, my mind reaches into the circlet around my head and says, "Now," and you see the circlet kind of glow a little bit as I out of existence. How does that work for my torch, by the way? Because well, everything I hold is invisible. It does cast light, so you will be a invisible light source at this point. Cool. I mean, and there's other random lights around here that seem out of place. This should be fine. I just take off walking. I want to, as I cross, though, I want to make sure as I'm uh, stepping places that uh, I'm just trying to, I, I'm looking my way across, trying to take the safest route. All right. Watching for anything that's sticking up or any stones out of place. 40 feet? Yeah, roughly. Okay. Um, Garth, can I have you roll? um, Let's see. Whatever your highest in like investigation or perception or anything to ensure that you make the right steps. Yep. uh, As you go across. Oh, nice on the dice. Let's see what we add to it. Investigation gets us up to a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Perfect. Uh, Valari, what was your action you chose? I'm going to pick up Astro, uh-huh. and so I have him, and then I'm casting Dimension Door, so you see me kind of just reach into space, and I want to, um, I'm intending to land, like, right at the end of the clearing by the stairs, where our goal is to go. Okay. So I pick up Astro, and I just reach into space, and open a door, and disappear through it, and then reappear. Yeah, I mean, because he's not a humanoid, I'll allow it. It says you can bring along objects. As no, as it waiting. says you can also bring one willing creature of your size or smaller. Oh, got it. He's carrying gear up to its carrying capacity. Oh, there it is. Perfect. I just need to keep reading. And the reading. creature only had to be within five <laughs> feet of me. All right. So I didn't even have to pick him up. So, so how does this dimension door look to you then as you reach into space? Well, to me... Or to, like, the party, what do they see as you, like, pick up Astro and you reach into space to do this? Well, they see me look like, it looks like I'm opening, like, just a non-existent, like, I'm a mime, like, opening a non-existent door. Okay. And then I just, like, step through and I, like, disappear and then reappear down by the stairs. You hear a in space as you, like, get sucked across the pneumatic tube. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, perfect. So, Valari and Astro, pneumatic tube across, um... Garth, we'll talk about what you do. Ari, Thadric, are you moving across immediately, or are you waiting? Uh, I'd wait a second, but then I'd, okay. I'd stealth over. Okay. With, and Ar- yeah. Ari, are you doing anything immediately, or following a moment later? Um, when Thad goes, I would go. I don't want to be there alone. But we'll see in Garth if you know he came back with any report. All right. So Garth, you you start to move in. You're about uh, ten feet in, so almost halfway to the statue at this point. Um, the rest of the party sees the light. You've not stepped on anything uh, of note or anything that seems to be a trap or bothersome in any way. Uh, it's a bit uneven. You can feel that there's a hard stone underneath, but it's very it's very much like a carpet of moss on top of most of the stonework. Um, the, the closer you get to the statue, the more you notice that 
the immediate clearing about five or six feet around it is uh, perfectly polished stone and the statue looks like it's in immaculate condition uh, and you can kind of peer up and over the edge to see the hands and you do see some uh, sparkle of like gemstones uh, so you're about 10 feet in are you going to move forward turn around and uh, do the other two move forward at this point yes I move forward with a 25 stealth 25 stealth, okay. And so Thadric essentially disappears out of the corner of your eye. You kind of notice a movement as he goes forward, Ari. Uh, and you almost don't even notice that he's moved forward. So. I shake my gourd, looking over where, like, Valari landed on the other side of the clearing. Okay, so you shake the gourd, and you land... Uh, right up against her, kind of bump into her and Astro. As the gourd isn't always exact in where it drops you, uh, you feel a little queasy in your stomach because it's a very crude magic <laughs> that's been applied to this this gourd. Um, so you, you kind of land and, and stumble a bit. Uh, you are facing forward, so you don't see anything behind you. Uh, I'll, I'll, like, wave my hand to Garth so he sees that, like, we've come across. All right, so you... You see, uh, you turn around and you see the light kind of moving towards the statue, and you think you kind of see a blur of something else moving, which would be what you'd assume is Thadric. Um, is now... that a new hype boss? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Gobshite. Oh. For the, the nat 20, yeah? Yeah. Who gets that nat 20? Cough, cough. Is he going to use it on himself? He already no, said Ari. Ari. And gave oh, okay. it to Ari. Okay, cool. Coming I at thought, me. Tone down was... <laughs> the sass, my dude. Uh, I mean, hey, I would. I, I'm gonna go donate it. Uh, go put a tip in just a second. I need. I need to have multiple net twenties ready. Uh, what? Um, so, as as Nathan attempts to do his best uh, impression of tipping, wait, nope, didn't work. Uh, and he moves as Garth towards the statue just a little bit further. A voice is heard in the back of Thadric and Garth's heads. A raspy voice, one that seems like it's been trapped in time. Some stones provide you riches. Some stones provide the forest riches. Do take some all of the stones. Oh. As I as I look, because I've gotten closer to the statue, did you describe uh, creature or would I be able to roll like a history to see genealogy, see if it's anyone of note that I would have heard of? It is a cloaked figure. Uh, the face is a little bit away from you. It does look humanoid. Um, it could be an elder, a child, or um, a, a smaller race. But it's, that? Not, it's, it's not like a human or an orc or anything. It does look like the hands outstretched uh, that you now see have kind of a, a large bowl in them uh, that stretches out towards the, the ladies on the other side. Uh, that's about all you can tell. The hands are quite small holding this bowl. Uh, I will say, if that's the voice of a child, just no. <laughs> 
It's just Red uh, Riding Hood. The stones. Badrick, uh, I'm assuming you've made it up somewhat towards where Garth is at. Because you're a little bit taller, you do catch sight of even more uh, that's in the bowl. There's gemstones of various colors, all looking very, very bright. Uh, not like they're emanating light, but like some of the highest quality gemstones you've seen. Uh, and from your first reaction, you'd say that they're worth probably a thousand gold or more each. What if... Huh, huh, here we go. What if I were to drop three small purple metallic crystals from pieces of the tower in there? Okay. Are you going to approach then? Yeah. Okay. As you approach, uh, you step onto the, the, the stone that has been cleared off, and it's well-formed and well-fit. It's a nice, beautiful platform that this little statue sits within. You're able to see a little bit under the, the cloak, the hood, and it seems like it's a, a bearded, small figure. Uh, you can't quite tell what's going on. The cloak comes down over the eyes a bit, uh, so you don't get enough detail to understand who this character may be. Uh, but you look into the bowl to place the, the purple stones, uh, and you see... Uh, an emerald that is a deep green, uh, a vibrant red ruby, a smooth spherical moonstone, uh, a stone of onyx that is jet black with some small white swirling in it, uh, a large aquamarine, a bright blue stone, uh, a piece of tourmaline, which is exciting to you. It's a, it's very cube-like in structure and metallic-y colored. Uh, and then there's an amber stone that's a, a bit orange and a little bit smoother than some of the other stones uh as you as you look across being a craftsman yourself you notice that each of these are actually higher in value about 1500 gold or more per unit uh and there's some space to add your stones in in there if you wish can can you repeat what the voice said for me yeah it said some stones provide you riches some provide the forest riches Take some, or all. I'm going to put mine in and then take the, uh, the tourmaline out. All right. As you place the stones into uh Also, is Garth bowl, still invisible? Garth is invisible okay. still, unless he decides to jump out of invisibility. I mean, I am still invisible. I think, like, Thadric passed me and started walking towards the statue, and I was like, um, Thadric? And so, like, I'm invisibly walking on, like, what are you doing? No, 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 it's cool. I, like, I put some in, so now I'm going to get one out. So you, ah. you put a handful of stones in, and you pull the tourmaline out. The bowl glows a green and then a red and then an orange and hovers a little bit over the hands and then drops. And in the back of only your head, Thadric, you hear, thank you for your exchange. I'd be like out loud, be like, that was ominous. No joke. That thing just started floating. Yeah, yeah. It's, it said thanks. It's a very polite statue. I didn't hear anything. But, um, yeah, but maybe we should 
it's just things uh, as I, can I get like up on my tiptoes and roll an arcana about any of these because my my assumption is that they've got some sort of magical properties to them yeah you may Ooh, another one of those on the dice makes it another 23 23 Garth as you look across all of these stones uh, you yourself being a very magical natured person you understand that some of these stones are very very good at uh, channeling certain energies for uh, spells spellcasters will use some of these to cast with usually not as large as this uh, these are incredible sized um, mm. and you don't have any inklings as to like if any of them are pertaining to certain spells or, or various other things the ones that do stick out to you are the onyx and moonstone as they tend to be ones that are, are highly sought for uh some of the the sorcerers that you've encountered and some of the wizards you've encountered I, I go, oh, that is very interesting. I mean, these could be of great value to any spellcaster. Ooh, hum. Hmm. And Garth is going to start thinking through his spells to see if any of them have any material components. <laughs> well, I don't think they do, because honestly, I usually avoid that. But like... Remember, it said things will, like, give you things or the forest things. Yes. No, I don't I don't love that. What, what more could the forest need? It seems like there's already something big out there that we really should be going, but, ooh, that's... I want to hold mine up and examine mine a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you've seen some tourmaline in your, your days at the forge. This is one of the biggest pieces. It's got some of the, the most uh, hard-edged uh, cubes that make up the, the piece of tourmaline that you've ever seen. Uh, Astro is apparently coughing on a bug or something as Valari moved too quickly through the clearing. Uh, but this, this piece of tourmaline is uh, very, very immaculate. You've never seen something quite as, as perfect as this one. Um... I don't have that, so I can't do that. Okay. Unless, what does this do? Can I? Hmm, no, I'd get in trouble. Oh, I can do it. Well, <laughs> I get in trouble. This is D and D. How much trouble can you? No, get? I'd get in trouble from the rest of my party, not you. <laughs> oh, spell. You already gave away cards of power. Your lucky uh, Ari doesn't know. No, these are just like the things that I picked up off the ground. These have no power in them. They were pretty. Um, yeah, I'll wait until I have ten minutes, and then I'll okay. I'll do identify as a ritual. But okay, do you do you stay on this side or do you continue forward? I mean, I think we keep going towards this. I'm not going to leave Garth by himself here. Okay, so Garth is investigating and looking into the bowl. You see him kind of tiptoeing and looking in. Garth. No, he, no, he doesn't. I'm still invisible. Oh, he doesn't. You see okay. the light floating. You see the light, see the light kind of like hovering above this. And you see the shadow move around this, uh, this statuette as Garth is like leaning up and over. Uh, so you, you realize that he's probably right next to the statue. I'm going to do a real quick... I'm going to, I mean, I'm not going to cast a ritual. I'm just going to, oh, wait, no, I have to catch a ritual because I didn't prepare it. Dang it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
That's another thing Garth does. He doesn't usually uh, give himself. Um, Malari, you you are noticing that Fedric has kind of stood up and made the exchange. He's like going back and forth. How far away is he? He's twenty feet. Oh, okay. And I know that nobody want. I would get in trouble if I just yelled. <laughs> like we're all worried about getting in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I point at Thadric and I'm like, what is going on? Do you use message? Yeah, yeah, message, sorry. So I just point at him and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why uh, are you guys just coming over here? Does that go back? Like, can yeah, I respond you, in message? You can respond yeah. in one, like, one sentence or a couple sentences that are short. <laughs> it's like, magic stones! <laughs> magic stones! Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you do anything with that information, Valari? I look at Ari and I go, Badrick just yelled magic stones to me, so I, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're doing something. They realize anything here is probably cursed, right? I, it's... <laughs> it's D&D, &D. we all have magic backstory, I mean curses, right? <laughs> so basically, this just means we need to be ready for the thing <laughs> to happen. Come on, I it's guess. our mantra. Grab some mane, yo. Grab <laughs> some stones, yo. I Garth very much is like, wait, magic, this could help. But then he's also like, hmm, but Thadric put something in, and I didn't put anything in, and now I feel like I'm going to look like a jerk. But I don't really have any other things that I can put in. So I think God's just like, all right, we can go, I, I guess. Um, and it's probably safer. Who knows what these things are? Although they are very nice. Look, no, no, no. The voice didn't say to put something in, did it? So I point at um, Thadric again. I go, what do the magic stones do? I'm so confused. Something for us or something for the forest. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I look at Ari going, they don't even know what they do. So this is this is gonna be good. <coughs> that tracks. <sighs> I'll just be like, but like Here, I'll roll. I got I'll roll for it. <laughs> They're like really expensive gems. Okay. I rolled a one on the dice, and it was going to be low. He takes something high. He's smart enough not to. So he very much gives in. <laughs> and he grabs the two that you described. The I think it was a black opal and a moonstone. He's like, yeah, it was a, let's go. It was a moonstone and an onyx. Uh, as you grab the moonstone, it kind of uh, pulsates a little bit in your hand and glows a bit. Uh, so you've got about eight to ten feet of dim light that emanates from this moonstone um and as you as you grab the onyx it it buzzes in your hand briefly and then just goes silent i guess they'll call back later i put them in my bag <laughs> said, all right let's i guess let's go in the back of your head you hear enjoy Thank you, ominous voice. See? 
ominous. Ooh, yes. Uh, since I have a shorter, I guess I'll really quick do this before we leave and move on through this wonderfully horrific jungle. Um, since I'm shorter, do I have a different look under the hood at the yeah, face? You can you can see under the hood a little bit. Uh, you don't recognize the face as anyone of importance, uh, but as you do get a look under the hood, uh, the eyes of this this character are. Uh, two red rubies that seem to be glowing and emanating and kind of pulsing a little bit. Uh, and then as you kind of almost like make eye contact with it, they just glow bright to like look at you. Can't believe those red ruby eyes. Well, what a thing. Uh, I just, I don't want to have another like magic water situation. Do we have mm. everything that we want here? Cause yeah, we should probably go. I mean, you, the, the eyes were very interesting, but I feel like red, red means dead. You know what I mean? I mean, you're the magic guy, so sure, let's go. Aren't we? You've literally done magic. I mean, yes, it's my yeah, focus. It's different though. It's true. It's true. We should really talk about that more. Just our, just our approaches to things and. And Badrick's just going to see the light, like, slowly walking away as Garth assumes they're just chatting as they walk off. I'll say, is message, like, an on, uh, still on thing? No, it's an initiated by a caster okay. with Got a it. response immediately. Gotcha. Well, then I won't say that. <laughs> Save it for later. Bye, Chuck. Uh, Garth, as you make your way towards the edge of this clearing to, to meet up with the ladies and the dog, uh, in your pack where the stones are, they start vibrating a bit as you step off of the, the stonework, the moss. That that might not be good. I pull both stones out of my bag. As you pull both stones out of the bag, the moonstone still emits the light and then stops <laughs> pulsing in your touch. Uh, so it just kind of sits still. And as you lift up the onyx and you look at it, you hear, You're welcome. The same voice you'd heard prior. And as you hear that, all sight is lost. You have gone blind. <laughs> hey, did someone put out my torch? No, it's in your hand. Yeah, we can okay. still see it, right? Yeah, can someone lead me back to put this stone back? Because um, I don't want this one anymore. So just like put it down. I can't see. What? In, down, what? what did you guys do? I can see. That take him back. Return it. What did you guys trade I'll start, for like, them? waving around to try and touch Garth and then remember he's small, so I'll wave lower. Oh, yeah, I, I guess... <laughs> right, sorry. I stopped concentrating on invisibility. What did you... What did you trade for that? We, we weren't told to trade for anything. It was like, hey, this will give you something or the jungle something, and well, the both of them are great for spell casting, but I'm pretty sure this one is cursed, so I just want to put it back, maybe undo that. I mean, 
I'll lead you over there. Take take my hand. Don't know where it is. Waving it around. You should take his hand. I can see, I can see him You now. can see him now, yeah. yeah, yeah. I take his hand. I can see you. <laughs> Come with me. Uh, and we'll, we'll slowly creep back over. But along the way, I'm going to be like, I don't, I don't think curses work that way. Well, like, there's only one way to find out now, isn't there? That's true, but like... If I return it and I get my eyesight back, then wonderful. If I don't, well, then I'm taking it with me. I tell you that much. Yeah, just just don't get your hopes up. That's all I'm saying. As as you guys are walking back towards the statuette, in the back of both of your heads, you hear, "The gift is yours." No gibbsies, backsies. Um. Okay, I think I I feel like I'm just stuck with that one. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened with mine yet. We're we're good. Okay. Uh, well, but what I want to do is, oh no, I don't have it because with the stupid boat turning over, I lost all my stuff. Um, I would like to take my cloak okay. or my cape and kind of just tear it long ways and then wrap like a little bit around Garth's wrist and then... <laughs> wrap around my belt the other half making a leash <laughs> so like there's always a tether so he can he can follow okay yeah and you've you've definitely seen garth like garth has immediately started using his staff to like feel where he's stepping and like make sure there's nothing in his path um well, oh, well, okay, if, if I have to keep this whole I can't see thing, then I'm going to also keep the stone that did it to me. So, yeah, yeah. well, like maybe later I can fix the, yeah. the seeing thing, but that would we're going to look into that. Mm hmm. All right. Well, I, I suppose we'll continue on. Um, so, as, as the two guys have done their thing, uh, Valari, Ari, is there anything that you discuss as they wander back towards the, the statuette and kind of stop about halfway? I want to turn my back from them and be facing the forest, like going Keeping in, just be kind of investigating, like not going up to investigate, but just being aware. Okay. I like how the concern was getting through the field quickly and now I'm keeping. <laughs> There's this back and forth through the field. And I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, why did I waste a spell slot on this when I could have just walked freaking over here? You too. You had fun. You had fun. Did you use the high level spell on that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Uh, so, uh, Patrick and Garth, I guess, are turning back around and heading towards where Ari and Valari are at, correct? Yes. Okay. Any luck? Oh, they haven't gotten to us. I mean, as, as we get back. I mean, seeing him walk with a staff and tied to Thad, I'm going to assume didn't work. Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta, maybe, maybe I can fix it. I don't know, but, like... What kind of gift is is the loss of sight? It's a curse from a stone in an evil forest. No, it said gift. 
Would you accept a gift from a mind flinger? I mean, See, I, don't, I don't think the blindness was the gift. I think that was the cost of the gift. No, I'm pretty sure the blindness is a gift to the forest. I now cannot see. Therefore, I am more susceptible to whatever the forest throws my way. They've essentially made me the gift to the forest. I am easier to kill. Should somebody, like, put him on their back or something? No, it's fine. Let us just keep moving. As just point me in the direction when danger happens, and I'll just fire away. As uh, this is all happening, and Garth is, like, feeling his way back over, Astro runs up and leans up against Garth's side to give, like, a, a steady uh, guide. And hmm. he kind of bumps into Garth a little bit to move him uh, around a little bit of a... a tree stump that was set at the edge of the clearing uh, as he's very perceptive that Garth is in a not normal state. What's the worst that can happen? Come on, let's just keep going. You'll never get to look upon your fair love again. That could okay, be Brad, Take the back. I'll take the front. front. There, there I start are, walking. There are ways to fix this. Okay, so I, with, with Ori going in the front, uh, I'm going to kind of use the back of my shield and put it against uh, Garth. So you're just pushing him along? Yeah, well, with Astro on his side, and I'm pushing him a little bit. <laughs> I got to have a hand staff. free. Okay, okay. So we know I can walk forward without being pushed. I think it's more of a guide. Oh, like on the side? Yeah, yeah. it's like if you, oh. you, you drift or, yeah. I thought it was like, all right, keep going this way. Like, <laughs> no, I thought he here. was. I thought he was like pulling you along. Like, <laughs> we just can't have a. We can, just can't have a sightless halfling wandering around. <laughs> what would they think of us? Who's uh, they? I don't know. I don't know, but I think Ari's in trouble for this one. <laughs> now, uh, as you continue into the forest at a slow pace. Uh, you get a little bit away from the clearing, and Thadric, uh, your mace at your side starts to to wobble and shake a bit. Um, like all of it, or like floppy, rubbery? No, like all of it. Just kind of like in in the hook that you have on your belt is like kind of fluttering a bit, like it's almost trying to uh, come loose. <laughs> oh. Uh. I'll, I'll draw it and be like, what's this all about? As you draw it and you pull it up to, to look at it, the metal mace head melts off of the handle and falls to the forest floor. I need you to uh, roll me a 20 and add your, your strength modifier to it. Add in plus three to a... Four, seven. Seven. Uh, with that, uh, your short sword also begins to, to shake at your side, and then something in your, your pack starts shaking as well. Well, I don't want to draw anything if they're going to melt. <laughs> you're, you're starting to look around and seeing this happen. You notice the short sword uh, stops shaking, and melts down to the ground as well. Oh. God damn it! And, and your pack stops shaking. 
What do I, do? I see this happen to his stuff. Yes, everyone. I start everyone like reaching for mine to make sure like my weapons are okay, like all my daggers and the arrows, the tons of arrows I just bought. <laughs> the pack and of arrows that you just like five bundles of arrows made. I just bought. Uh so your your pack stops shaking as well. If you wish to investigate or not, that's up to you. Uh, I'd wait until we're in like a safer environment for okay. that. Okay. But like as we're walking, I'd be like uh, Garth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My my like weapons melted. She sh- sh- don't don't hey. tell Ari. Hey. You didn't, you, Ari's already given the look. You didn't you didn't melt you didn't let the, the like the hammer that we really needed melt, did you? No, that's that's just like my, my mace and like my short sword. Oh, okay. I mean I still have my light hammer and my daggers and Cool. So you're weaponless, and I'm sightless. I mean, no, I have other weapons. Just some of my weapons melt. <laughs> Just some. It's a some very of, selective melt. Some of his arsenal. Yeah, I feel like I feel like to be fair, like you should have lost all your weapons because it's not like I'm just seeing out of one eye. You know what I mean? Well, wait. Because you're suffering, you're throwing me under the bus. I'm just saying that seems fairer. I mean, I like I gave something in exchange. Oh, maybe that's why. I didn't really have anything. I could have taken the one thing and then just given it back. I really don't think that would have worked. I just, uh... Also, something in my bag is is melty, probably. I don't know what. Did you... <laughs> well, well, don't, tell, don't tell Ari. What metal's in your bag? <laughs> I mean, probably like a ton of daggers. Oh, yeah. You just got handles now. That's Thankfully, really... Garth couldn't see Patrick uh, getting all nervous. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Well, hey, we at least gotta be, what, within 280 feet of the stairs now? Uh, yeah, I guess looking ahead, where's, where's Ari right now? <laughs> uh, she's probably about 15, 20 feet ahead of you guys as you've slowed to a stop uh, as... The weapon melting has happened. Uh, Valari is between. Uh, you've spread out just a little bit as Valari started panicking about her weaponry as well. So uh, you've now got about 8 to 10 feet between uh, the dynamic duo of Garth and Thadric, um, and then Valari and Ari. Astro is still at Garth's side. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. And we'll, we'll we'll catch you up a little bit. Behind Ari, she hears a bit of a hustle and uh, a bit more slop of boots as there's movement of the rest of the group kind of stacking up right behind her, and it's almost uh, the the children in any kids movie they're traveling through the forest and the one stops and all of them pile up on one another as Ari looks over her shoulder and the group is just kind of standing there wide-eyed what is going on um nothing that I can see yeah 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 Every, everything everything's good here um uh, how are you I give him a, a look. <laughs> I was like, oh, cavern. 
We gotta stick together. Yeah, let's just get out of here. And Ari will continue forward. As you continue forward, the the beautiful outline of Garth being cast forward with the glowing shield that uh, Thadric is gently guiding him along with, uh, the area ahead begins to have a very rank stench that uh, penetrates the nostrils so fully that even putting <clears throat> an arm up, you can still feel the the stench around you of sorts. Uh, and as you move forward and are looking around, there's a what seems to be a skeleton with some armor uh, still kind of on it, stuck up against a tree as if it was uh, leaning up against it. A sword at the ready, stuck into the tree as well, rusted over, and the tree seems to be almost like pulling the, uh, the carcass inward, but... It's been many years there, as it's only bones and <clears> some <throat> armor left. And you see that on a couple trees. One leaned up against like they were taking a nap. Another uh, where it looked like they had fallen and put their hand up against the, the tree and are just kind of being eaten by the tree. Uh, I'm going to turn around and say, don't touch the trees. That would be very uh, difficult. Yeah, I'll... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna reach my shield out and kind of come in around Garth. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so it's like, shield, arm, me, Garth, Astro. <laughs> so he's like, he's like boxed in, just held in there. And then the, there's the staff probably up against your arm as well. So Garth is now in an enclosed little walking container, essentially. But I still have my torch. It's not helping me. What did I say? Yeah, because I just I still you, have you my still torch. have your torch. Thadric, uh, <laughs> as you do this, you feel the heat of the torch like right at your shoulder and kind of up on your face a bit. Uh, I'll allow you to do whatever you wish with that. <laughs> you see oh. me. You see me say, "Eh, <laughs> Astro, I worked in fortunes. Feeding you. Oh, it's bodies. We're feeding Astro bodies. No, the tree ate bodies." We're in a graveyard. Oh. Well, that's Do I notice a, like, better way around that we don't have to go through this? Uh, you notice in almost any direction there seems to be the same looking tree for a good 20 or 30 feet at least. A few of them scattered about. So, in order to move through it, you have to either follow this small path that you have, or attempt to navigate your own path through. Uh, the... The non-path area here has a few little dark shrubs that have uh, slowly kind of appeared as you have gone forward. Um, so it's it's less just flat mud, but there's a few shrubs along <clears throat> this mud. Uh, so you'd have to contend with whatever those shrubs could be as well. And this, these trees, are these the same as the sticky ones from earlier? Yeah, they're they're a bit larger. Uh, their their leaves and tendrils are much higher up. Um, and as you are able to look up just a little bit, you do notice there's um, instead of just like small bugs and and little like tiny creatures, there's like bats and other things that have flown into these tendrils and are stuck and have decayed or are struggling for life. Uh. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and guide Garth into the exact same steps that Ari and Valari take. All right. Like even uh, if it means get me getting off the path here or there, like I'm gonna keep him. Yep. On it. I think I turn back to Thad. It might make more sense to carry him if he's okay with it. Oh yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah, Astro needs to be carried. I think just check with him. Uh, <laughs> do do you want to do you want to go upsies? And then I, I tussle his hair. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. You can't see, and the trees are eating things. It's a lot thicker here. Do you want me to just like, and I just not being able to see, just like start pointing my finger. I can just start shooting fire out. No, the fire brings <laughs> monster. Oh, that's right. For a second, I was like, nobody's gonna be able to see it anyway. But that's just me. Just you. Thank um, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Just make sure nothing above me, like, you know. I mean, you're not gonna stand on shoulders. I'm not gonna stand. What am I? What am I doing? Are we doing piggyback right here? Uh, how tall are you? Three feet. Um, about three feet. Let's see. Three feet exactly. Yeah, I think shoulders and then I can hold leg. That makes sense? Yep. Or I could even tuck your legs into my bandolier. Like a little seat belt for your feet. A A feet belt. belt. Well, I'll just take the thing you wrapped around my wrist and I'll hook it around your neck. I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> up he goes. And I pick him up and I... Ah! I'm holding a torch and my staff and I'm just like, no! <laughs> okay. I've just got, I've got like the torch above me, like nothing touch me, nothing touch me. And, I and then... Now I'm extra careful about my steps, but. All right. Are we carrying forward then? Yeah. I'm being carried forward. I'm just stepping where Ari and Valari step. Now, the the path forward looks a bit treacherous. Uh, There's a route here. There's a route here and there that cuts off the path. I will mold earth to make it not treacherous terrain. Oh. So we we are uh, building a pathway, and Valari is getting up towards the lead, and just kind of flicking your hand back and forth and moving dirt over and building a nice little path. Uh, once, in a while, <laughs> once in a while, a couple stones kind of make a few steps. Uh, and she's just getting creative with it, and off to the side, uh, a small mound that looks like a snowman, but it's made out of mud gets made. She's just quickly moving through and, uh, and I whip my hand back and forth. I whip my hand back and forth. <laughs> um, and as you, you move the forward, land back and forth. You whip the land back and forth. There it is. Uh, and as you move forward and we avoid copyright infringements, um, we will we will uh, get to this nice little cross path that seems like almost two paths in the, the central area of this forest have crossed. Uh, and as you get up to it, the stench is 
quite horrific here as well. It just continues forward. Uh, you're out of what seems to be the area of where the trees are that have been um, devouring corpses, uh, but it still smells like death here. We're gonna um, take the. Uh, we want to go with a path where the air smells less foul. Well, you know the stairs are straightforward. If you want to try out the, the left and the right paths, you're not sure what's down those yet, and you may check them out for less foul air, if you wish. I am just your DM. I will lead you in some adventure, so tell me what you want to do. Can someone press it? Did you take this stench away? I think I can. And it just starts smelling like an orange grove. You would choose a puffin mating scent. <laughs> uh, okay, it smells like act body spray. Oh, put it back, put it back. <laughs> you know I hate puffins, Nathan. <laughs> and yet you know so much about them. <laughs> so I can destroy them. <laughs> I will let you uh, cast that and clear a small area around you. It will not move. Um, otherwise, if you want to, at terrible disadvantage, uh, attempt to cast it, like, on clothing or faces or anything to provide at least a cover, you may. Uh, I mean, Garth does it on his immediate area and assume that helps everybody. <laughs> you can just snap your fingers and go, ah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Butt, butt. Human's butt. Man. Now... As you're as you're standing at this crossroad, what what is it you wish to do? The path seems to literally be two similar paths intersecting, almost completely uh, central to one another. I would like to roll a perception check. <clears throat> Let's see what you perceive. It's all right, Scott. I have about six different versions of the puffin now. No. Nope. Eighteen. Eighteen. As you as you look about. Uh, the, the forest covers the, the uppermost parts. You can't quite see if you can see the, the cavern ceiling yet. Um, you do notice that the wear on the paths is fairly similar. Uh, there's a lot of wear central here. You're in a very small clearing, maybe about 10 foot by 10 foot, uh, where it seems to be kind of like the, the meeting point of uh, the two paths, if this were like a central movement path at some point. Uh, but it, because it doesn't seem to be very active, um, all you see is a bunch of worn boot prints here. Boot prints go in all directions uh, as far as the paths go. So back and forth on the one you're on and back and forth on the, the intersecting. Uh, you do notice that there are some weird uh, like drag marks here and there through it as if a creature or a cart or something being Mind pulled. flare drag marks? Mind flare drag marks? I don't know that you would know what a mind flare drag mark looks Does like. Does it look like the marks we saw in the hall in like, the cavern? Like a cloak being dragged? Uh, it doesn't look quite like a cloak being dragged through the mud. It looks like something heavy. Um, you might think either bodies uh, got a sharp edge to it or uh, a small piece or something of, of that sort. It's not like just a, a bag just slid through, but... Um, something with a, a couple little smaller pieces to it. So it's got like little uh, scratch marks and then big drag marks through as well. Okay. 
So, but it's pretty clear that one path leads towards the stairs. Uh, as far as you can recall, you seem to have been going fairly straightforward. Uh, you haven't turned too much. Uh, so you believe that the path forward is the one that you want, unless anyone else wants to roll or uh, use any of like their history check or uh, magical backgrounds or fun backgrounds. I'm looking at Valari skimming through. I know I she's got direction. I wouldn't know what to roll Garth, on Garth, you, you have... Would it be insight? Uh, you could roll history or insight. I believe also some of your uh, your backstories and feats will have something to do with uh, being very good at directions. Uh, I want to say Valari has it and Garth potentially. Uh, I can't recall if Thadric or Ari has it. I don't even know where it is. I think Ari would stop and uh, like tell them, like, I think this is the path forward. Anyone have any thoughts? And I'll point out the, the drag marks and things that I noticed. Yeah. Um, hang on, I have to read about my life of seclusion. I know, oh. same. I was like, what? What do you know about my character that I don't? <laughs> uh, I want to say it was dealing with the street urchin. Not well, only yeah. do you get knowledge about the city, but you're also very directionally aware. Oh, I don't <clears> even <throat> know where to find that. All right, well, we'll pretend that you have a little bit of knowledge around that as well then. And we'll just say Thadric has it for, for funsies. And Garth is a perfect GPS, but uh, with the loss of sight, it, his his navigation is constantly saying rerouting. His compass um, is off by like thirty five degrees. No, he just keeps hearing rerouting. Yeah, rerouting. Um, so what do you want me to roll or? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just roll a straight check and add your um. What is, let's see, your perception or your your wisdom on there. Wisdom. Wisdom. They have a real bad nature check. A real bad nature check. You could use nature as well if you want to double check against what Ari is saying. Um, I mean, insight is really the only thing that I I could add to this. Yeah, if you guys want to double check, you're at a crossroads, and from what you understand, you believe you are walking straight, but also knowing, like wandering into a forest with no direction, you could be walking not the right way. Survival check? Survival, I'll allow. Uh, Garth, do you want to roll on just straight funsies check? Like, if there's a, a check you want to roll right now, make sure. What does it say? A 20. I also rolled a 20. That's a nat 20 for funsies. A nat, a nat 20 on Garth's funsies. So we need uh, ultimate so, fun. So as, as we are uh, standing here and everyone's looking around, Garth just like licks his finger and sticks it up in the air. And you feel a slight breeze that is blowing at your back, uh, straight forward to what you believe to be the direction that you were just walking. Um, so to you, you might just understand, hey, there's there's at least a breeze in this path. But if I feel a breeze, I would personally continue to think that there is some sort of opening allowing airflow to occur. So we must continue along the breeze. The wind says, to our backs, says Garth, who had just like gone and stuck his hand up in the air. That I have a, tw- way. I have a 27 uh, insight. Does yeah, that... I got a 26 insight and I got an 11 with my wisdom. Okay. Uh, does that match? Do we all think the same thing? And then thing? Ari, what is your, your total with your 20 roll? 25 survival. 
Yeah, all of you uh, strongly believe that forward is the direction you need to continue, uh, that you haven't really veered off one way or another, um, which is a good check because you've been in forests before that have rotated you around backwards and forwards and really messed with you. Uh, but yeah. you believe at this crossroads that straightforward is where you need to go. But as you're looking around and gaining insight, uh, you see small glows down your left and right path. Uh, one that's a, a bright green off to your left, and it looks like it's hovering. And Off to your right, you see a, a small reddish-orange flickering, almost like a fire. Straight ahead, it's, it's fairly dark. Do we think these lights are probably not, not good? We cool to keep going straight? What lights? Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really want to run into anyone or anything that lives down here. Great. Okay, onwards. So it's flaming sword held aloft. Aurelia, Raven Guard. Bushwax is that a word? <laughs> is, is is this what Ari does when she's nervous walking forward? Aurelia, Raven Guard. No, this God. is this is the uh, the narration that goes oh. off in her mind. Okay, so. So Ari's hearing this is like... It was her grandpa's breathing voice, oh. so when he read, like, adventurous stories to her as a child, that was a narrator voice, but, you know. It's like, it's like James Chu's confident voice. Don't ever Don't ever And she's, she's telling the story in the back of her head as her grandfather might, uh, bringing a small smile to her face as she carries on to complete and utter darkness ahead. The stench actually getting worse as they move forward. Not for Garth. He's got a nice little bit of an orangey scent kind of right in front of his nose that still lingers. Uh, you do smell a, a faint, disgusting smell here and there, but mm. it, it's covered by the orange for the most part. Mm. Um, carrying forward, the boots slop in the mud still, and the forest gets incredibly dense around you. And you do enter what seems to be a clearing that's not really like a, an opening, but almost as if something had plowed through the trees and left uh, a smashed up area. This one going from your right to the left, based on how the trees are uprooted and, and toppled. It seems like it's been here for quite some time as the mud's kind of sunk up and around some of the trees and the trees have sunk down into the, the mud. And it is a, a very uh, large path, I'd say about 15 feet across. Um, and as you can appear left and right, you see a bit of the forest uh, open up above and you can see the floating lights that were floating above the forest and between the forest top and cavern walls up. Uh, you get a little bit of a glimpse of the door that you want straight up and ahead in this little bit of the clearing. You know you're going the right direction and you hear a rustling across this clearing. I put out a hand to like silence. And does everyone hear that? I stealth with Garth on my head. You stealth with Garth on your head. Yeah, I imagine um, that's a disadvantage. <laughs> at disadvantage, yes. <laughs> okay, 26 or 11. 11. Uh, so you crouch down and you kind of topple a little bit and Garth leans forward and like grabs onto the top of your head 
and the torch comes right next to your face and the the staff comes right next to the other side of your face and so you're you're sitting there or you're standing there trying not to topple even further forward as the weight had shifted um you make a little bit of a rustle in your pack as it swings forward a bit and you stick your shield into the ground the the blink dog jumps to the side and lets out a little yelp you've definitely not stealthed here it hasn't been too loud but it it was not as sneaky as you wish the rustling stops across this clearing and then it begins to rumble and rustle through the trees a bit faster and as the rumbling and rustling uh, gets closer and closer. On the other side, you see the trees burst open a bit, and a tendril flops down, and a, a large black flower head kind of pops out, and it's being pulled along by the tendrils, and it sits down and lets out a really um, inhumane screeching sound. Not a scream, but almost like a whistle that, that pierces your ears. Uh, and as it does, the, the petals open up. Uh, this thing looks like it's um, the size of like a carriage not just like a small flower running in going Nee-nee! but like a huge carriage just dropping in and letting out a scream the petals are uh, black with red rims on them uh, and as it opens its its flower mouth type thing uh, like the top of the flower is the mouth as it opens up uh, there's some mucus and slime within it and you believe to see a glimpse of a set of armor within uh and here is where we're going to stop for our break it's got an armor stomach <clears throat> with inside it's got armor in it like it's eaten something oh, oh like armor. like a gelatinous cube situation but not really like a flower latinous cube sure like a gross like a big old giant uh people eating flower uh so at this moment We're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Uh, Make sure to get your refreshments. Be prepared to see what this flower uh, does or does not do to the party with um, a blind member and someone whose equipment has started melting. And uh, we will see you guys very soon. Um, I'll use this moment, too, as a reminder. If you didn't catch us at the beginning, uh, we'll re-announce this as well. In two weeks, we have our next show. And... During that show, as long as you tune in and you type something in chat that we have predefined, you can enter to win a set of blacksmith craft dice. Nathan, can you please show us that beautiful? I'm gonna just show you right here that that's the yeah. that's what the twenty looks like. Am I lining that up well? Yeah, it looks amazing. It is a burnished bronze and it is on Amazon. Uh, but we're gonna get a set of these to you for free for tuning in next week. So. Remember that. Think about that over break. Think about how many friends you can uh, you can bring along, uh, because you know if we get enough entries, maybe maybe we'll just choose two winners. So we'll see. They uh, won't both be bronze, but we have we have plenty. I mean, of we got we got two sets we of bronze. We got two more. We got two sets of bronze. We got yeah, two, we sets, got two sets, sets of bronze. bronze. We do have bronze. other gifts we can uh, give out with our sponsorship. So we got extra dogs. Also, got, our eternal got, love. Yeah. Our eternal love, yeah. You could get a, a bit more just after you. We'll figure it out. We'll send you some friends. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you Nathan's vegetables. Bring some friends uh, in two weeks for that. But do come back in 10 minutes, and we will uh, continue this fun, beautiful forest romp.
See you soon. And that's how I killed them all. It's true. I was there. I didn't even see it happen. Wait, we weren't You're live. Not oh. Well, <clears throat> let's okay. Let's rewind and start over. You guys have to roll the same things. Welcome back to uh, Here Be Dragons. My name is Jared. I'm your dungeon master, aka the character killer. I haven't killed anyone yet. I tried. Wow. I mean, so, I have. I so have. But I just had the biggest brain disconnect. You were like, welcome back. This is Jared. I was like, wait a minute. No, you're not. <laughs> like in 100% seriousness, I panicked. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I said, so, here be dragons. I didn't say Bedlam and Discord. Yeah, no, I, got, I, I caught up to it. Those but, other things. But, you know, it's, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Because because we had that moment, Jared, Nathan, what are some of the other stuff you guys are in that we can quickly uh, promote and share? Well, we just finished up our first season of Bedlam and Discord on Jobs, but you can watch that on demand. All the Dungeons and Dragons 5e fun, where IDM, uh, Mr. Hoy, is a player, and the it's it's quite the cast. They lead they lead some crazy lives. I think my main goal and everything is just chaos. That's it. That's just like my, my brand. Uh, we're we're going to be down for a couple weeks, but then we'll be back for uh, Bedlam and Discord regular over on my channel where Nathan plays uh, an uptight paladin elf who can't accomplish anything because his party is a bunch of ne'er-do-wells. Sounds interesting. Wait, uh, I can't... Wait, my party? The party you're in, yeah. Well, they're in there, duels. Yeah, yeah. He said you can't accomplish anything because yeah. your party. So I was reading all the, the except stuff. Except trying to murder children, you're good at that. Wow. Hey, uh, I'm yeah. not good at that. I didn't succeed. Also, because, he's a demon. Because we had that uh, disconnect moment, that means that what, Jared? You're the the GM there, correct? Yes. There it is. So yes. That is Bedlam and Discord with that Jared. This is Here Be Dragons with this Jared and that Jared. Uh, and we were back. Uh, the players are in a creepy, stinky underground forest uh, where it's literally trying to kill them. Uh, we have a blind wizard on the back of our wonderful pally rogue, or cleric rogue, sorry, uh, who is just 
attempting to stealth as they hit this cleared bit of forest. Something had plowed through here in the past, but they hit this cleared bit of forest. The attempted stealth nearly topples the wizard off of our cleric's shoulders. There's rustling that was heard across the way, and a large flower the size of like a, a, a carriage, a horse-drawn carriage, <coughs> uh, had climbed its way out with its creepy tentacles and roared at the party. And the party with sight, that would be Ari, Valari, Thadric, and the dog, no. would see like a suit of armor or something within as the flower had roared and screeched at them. And this is where we're at. This flower is about 15, 17 feet away-ish on the other side of this little clearing. Uh, and it apparently seems to know them and see them. Uh, but it's not engaging immediately. It's just roaring uh, and staring them down. And we have a snoot boop. Oh, <laughs> an unwilling snoot boop. There you go, Tink. There it is. Thank you for uh, spending your, your TikTok bucks on snoot boops. Uh, these girls generally like the attention. Sometimes they're just grumpy when it gets late. I don't uh, know if could... they could hear her grumping. Oh man, you could you could spend those TikTok bucks on other wonderful things like giving them snacks, or giving Nathan his most favorite snacks. Lauren has Lauren has withheld those snacks just for TikTok bucks. So, please please save those TikTok bucks to to let Nathan eat vegetables. Let him eat vegetables. Uh, but yeah, this flower is roaring at the party. Oh. And Nathan is eyeballing those vegetables longingly for your TikTok bucks to to give him those. Uh, what is it that we do? Is it's roaring and screeching, not actively charging, but uh, doesn't seem to be far from. Well, how far away from this door are we still? Uh, from what you can tell, it's about 150 feet. So you're you're over halfway. Uh, you got a bit of creepy forest to get through. Uh, the, the path that has been plowed through the trees seems to go a, a little bit in the same angle that you want. It's not quite perpendicular to, to your path. Uh, so you might be able to use a little bit of it to, to get closer without going through Creepy Forest. Uh, but you've got this giant flower creature in the way. Oh, it's straight between us. Got it. Yeah, it's jumped out and kind of like, if it could stare at you, it would. Uh, but... It's not, but it is, if that makes sense, you know. Okay. It doesn't have eyes is all I'm saying. It senses your presence. <laughs> um, wait, 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 what are we doing? Are, are we fighting? Patrick, what was that noise? Don't worry about it. Do you need to pull me down so you can fight? No, not yet, but maybe. Well, now it seems like we have time. I feel like if it's too late, you're just going to throw me to the ground. Another screech happens at this moment as you have all kind of started whispering and scrambling a bit. And the the tentacles kind of rear up and then stick into the mud a bit as if it's getting ready to, like, pull itself towards the group. Oh, I don't what? like that. What's danger? Sir Patrick, I am ready. Uh, can I fire a sacred flame at one of the, like, support tendril thing yeah from what you could tell there's about four or five tendrils that you've seen on this this creature yeah i just want to i just want to sacred flame it all right and see what happens all right uh is there a roll to hit or is it a is it a dex it's a it's dex a dc okay dc uh, 17 that, 
All right, well, it's a 14, so it misses the the save. Zah. Uh, it's going to take nine points of radiant damage. Nine points of radiant damage. All right. At this moment, uh, Garth is going to cast... Uh, Melf's Minute Meteors. Okay. At, at third level. So he is going to... You're going to see his staff kind of move through the air, tracing symbols as these chunks of rock come up from the ground and begin to set ablaze, and they all start swirling around his head, and he just goes, I'm going to say then sorry. Okay. Like, <laughs> trying to, like, dodge around them. Like, at least, at least, like, see through it. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you've caused the attack, and Garth pulls up Melf's minute meteor. <laughs> Anything else from Ari or Valari as we get ready to roll for fun as initiative? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just readying. I have my shield, and I'm ready with my sword. All right. Can I fire a bolt, I guess? I'll let you fire a bolt, because you do have the crossbow feet. Normally, right. that would be, like, a, a full action, but it is a... But I ignore the loading. Probably. Yeah. Um, cool. And then we'll roll for initiative after that bolt is fired. Let me find... I'm gonna roll right now. Roll right now. Go ahead. I won't... Yeah. in my, my app yet until uh, I'm ready. And as uh, Volari is figuring out all of the numbers for that, uh, I am using Encounter Plus. It's a pretty cool tool. I'm putting in all of their initiative, and it's going to the initiative order for me, and I can get all of the stat blocks that I need. Is that um, enough time? Um, it's on iOS. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go download it for free. There's um, add-ons you can buy. There's also... Uh, other stuff to increase all of the feature sets that you get. It's out of the box. It's pretty cool. You can buy some map stuff. You can buy some other fun stuff. Oh, she rolled. She rolled. Okay. A twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. Perfect. Uh, so with the twenty-five, that does hit. Please roll your damage. Uh, ten. Ten points of damage as the bolt lodges into one of the other uh, tentacles of this thing. And let's. Get some initiative order in here. Ari. Tan. Tan. Garth. 22. 22. Dadrick. I wasted a natural 20 on initiative. 22. 22. Oh, we're doing that too, huh? Yeah. Lari. Um, per usual, I got a 7. 7 total? Yeah. Okay. And, and you've got uh Astro has a seven. A seven total. Yeah. Okay. We are starting this wonderful stinky round of combat. Uh Garth. The the most uh ready and abled of our party here. How 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 do you what do you do? How how does a blind battle work for you, sir? Well, um, 
there was a very large noise. Yeah. So, luckily, the thing about Melf's minute meteors is that um, you don't need to technically see them. You just send them streaking toward a point or points you choose within 120 feet of you. So okay. I'm just going to kind of aim in the direction that I heard the noise. Okay. And the the impact is, is a radius, right? Like if it hits and you're near, it'll do damage? Um, Each creature within five feet of the point. Okay. So yeah. if I can get it even to its... I, I, I'm like, I'm using each one to kind of uh, yeah. play some battleships. Okay. So let's let's have you uh, roll a d20. Okay. And we will say for this first one, if it's over 10, then you're somewhere around five feet. If not, it'll miss. And I'll help guide you from there. Great. Uh, well, I, I, he's here, so I cragged it. <laughs> nice. That's a two. Uh, yeah, but you, you hear it whiz out and then smash up against a a tree or something in the distance, but it didn't quite hit the the thud of a target nearby that you were expecting. Okay, I get to fire off, I believe it is two. <clears throat> As a bonus action on each of my turn thereafter, I can expend one or two of the meteors. So that's one. All right, let's do the same thing. Since you have no knowledge of where that went and where it's at, yep. 10 or above will, will get you near-ish. Uh, 10 or below will get you... 15. 15. Uh, so it hits, and you hear kind of a thud and a splatter. You believe you hit near rock, um, but then you hear a screech uh, that you got close enough that it did some damage to this creature. Please, Rage. no damage. That'll be nine fire damage. Nine fire damage. Perfect. So as it explodes, the rest of you see that this uh, meteor hits. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just to pew, 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 pew. So if I got close enough, it needs to make a deck save off of that. Okay. Uh, it will save with a twenty total. So you will only take you will take half of that nine. All right. Perfect. But now I know about where it is. You know about where it is. So your next roll, if it's five or higher, will get close enough for damage. Uh, if it's lower, it'll miss. Now, so technically, Melch Minute Meteor, since I already used an action to cast it, yep. uh, those are those are a bonus action to expel those two. I would also like to just, uh, I'm guessing it's a roll at disadvantage, but using that knowledge of where I just aimed, I want yep. to use Firebolt, just cantrip. Yeah, uh, that one doesn't require a sight. You just fire it in a direction, correct? Uh, well, I guess I should check that. It just says at a creature or object in range. Okay, I will let you roll at disadvantage, knowing that you know roughly where it's at now. Uh, if you get a hit, uh, the total is going to be a fifteen with disadvantage. Fifteen with disadvantage, it does hit. Pew 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 pew. Alrighty, so that's going to be. 2d10 for a total of 13 fire damage. For on a total that. of 13 fire damage. All right. Blind guy's doing pretty good. The blind guy did some damage in the fight. Woo! Uh, 
if the creature does move, you're going to have to redo your kind of understanding of that or if Thadric moves. Yeah. And speaking of, Thadric. Um, Thadric is not going to move because there's dangerous forest and there's a halfling on his head. But I am going to fire another uh, do another sacred flame, except this time at the, the core, the flower area. Okay. The core of the flower area. Core of the flower area. Oh, you know what? I lied. I want to do a Toll the Dead instead. Toll the Dead. I want to throw some necrotic damage instead of radiant damage. Okay, okay. I so, see what you're doing there. Wisdom 17 save. Wisdom 17 save. Uh, that's a 22. Damn it. Smart flower. <laughs> Why? Uh, no, just a, a very lucky flower. Yes. It was an at 20 there. Um, no. I'll oh, say, I'll dis- save not. I dislike that. He's using my dice, so. That we don't let him do blacksmith craft. What? Get your voice, Jared. What? He has like five sets of his own, but mine were right here. Yeah, right here. I just reached over. I'm sorry. I'll put these right here. Put your devil dice in the drawer. And my don't use my mine. devil dice. Uh, blacksmith's craft dice uh, does come in a bunch of different colors. The DM here is using a beautiful red lettered or red numbered. Yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah. It's, it's I beautiful. have turquoise. It. I love that it's, color. It's a murder die. It's ready just to kill. Uh, it's probably not going to roll well now that I use the the wonderful magic of Bellari dice. Uh, perfect. Anything else for Thadric's turn, or is that it? <laughs> no, I can't really do anything else. Okay, Ari. It's not come closer, so I'm going to hold my double swing. Bada 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 for when. It, mm, how far away is it actually? It's about fifteen feet from the party. Oh, what the heck. Um, I will charge and swing you with a blood-curdling cry. Okay. My blood curdles. And I can just tell that it's going to be an at 20. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. Misses. Ha, 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 ha. Um. <laughs> uh... Twenty-four, because I had the plus seven once, right? Twenty-four damage as you go slashing down on it with your two-handed sword. Yes. Because you only add the dice twice, not the <laughs> on top. Sorry, it's a one-handed sword. My flaming One, sword. Your flaming sword. Okay. I have my. <coughs> go. Okay. Yep. Okay. She screamed too much. Yes. I mean, it's it's okay because uh, it plays nicely. Ari, as you rush in and you make the splash. Uh, with my first slash. With your first slash, you catch the strongest stench, stench here. It's almost the the stench is emanating from this beast. The flowers are uh, supposed no, to stop okay. The second swing is another going to hit. It's a nat one. So uh, it's a nat one. So as as you swing and you hit really hard and you catch the stench, 
you slip up a little bit and cough and drop backwards onto your butt and your hand gets kind of stuck in the mud, you are now what is considered prone as you'd slid in the mud and kind of got knocked off your feet by this stench here. Wow. Not doing great. Wow. Wow. Astro is up next. Oh, wait, sorry. It's Valaria. If you guys are on the same, it'll be you first and then Astro. Mm. Go for it. Um, so who else close to this thing at this point? It is just Ari, who's on her back now that she made a hit and kind of slipped in the mud and fell. Uh, the rest of the group is back towards you at the moment. And what's the lighting? It's dim. It's dim everywhere here. Great. Since I already have my crossbow out, I'm going to cast Shadow Blade. No. Why would you cast Shadow? Okay, go for it. Um... Which is a bonus action, which means I can use my action mm -hmm. to attack. Yep. Um, which I will do. And you have to... Note to self, uh, nothing with metal, nothing with stone. Everything's in daylight for countering all of the party's <laughs> capabilities. Yep. I'm I'm the same way, Jared, in, in the Bellum and Discord odd jobs. I'm just trying to figure out how to kill the most powerful Loxdon cleric ever. So... Not me. <laughs> not you. Not me. <laughs> you I can kill. <laughs> That's not a problem. I always forget. What your Shadow Blade does? It counts as a, as a melee weapon. Yes, it does. It comes in the melee throne, so you can do either. Um, well, I'm gonna move in for a melee. Okay. Um, so that on future turns I can use my crossbow feet that's already in my hand. Um, it's just been a long week and I'm trying to think through what I'm doing. Okay. Good. So you rush in and you take a hit with uh, the... I take a swing and it's a correct. 10. That misses. Yeah. Um... And I don't have a bonus action because I used don't. it. Well, I guess that's it then. Alright, so you swung and missed. Uh, you tried not stepping on Ari as you get up to yeah. attack this flower. Um, Astro is right behind you and he dives in and chomps out and he actually gets right up and kind of makes a, a snap right next to you and you both have missed as it's now kind of a little bit of a, a cluster of people up in the front of this thing. It is large enough to have uh, three wide across, but with the mud, you're all slipping and sliding a little bit as you rush into battle. Uh, the flowers turn here. Uh, let's see here. It will swing out at uh, Ari on the ground. That's at advantage. Um, 20 is my roll. 20 is my armor class. 20 is your armor class, so I do hit. Uh, and that is five uh, bludgeoning damage that you take. Okay, I take uh, three less because of a feat that I took, so that'll Perfect. be two. So you know. Perfect. Um, and then I need you to roll a constitution save, please. And a constitution save. Mm -hmm. 16. 16. 
you you feel the sting as the the tentacle smashes into you that uh there's some poison on the tentacle but it doesn't quite get into um the armor that you're wearing uh but it does kind of drip across so you know that uh, its damage is quite deadly uh it swings at valari with a total of 13 which i believe is under your armor class yes just barely, just barely. okay <laughs> uh so it swings right over your head I just told somebody, too, in the chat, I go, I have a 14 armor class with no armor, so... Yikes. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, and then the flower kind of makes a, a shaking motion, and a blob of slime plops out of, like, the, the top of it and drops right next to uh, Valari and Astro, and in the blob of slime... A corpse kind of stands up and there's a little bit of flesh left on the bones but as it stands up it's got a, a sword in hand and it seems to be a zombie of sorts that this thing just spit out well that checks out it does check out doesn't it mm-hmm. I well, wouldn't do such I'm a thing getting out help on my turn um, and with that it is back to the top of the turn order. Did I, did I miss Astro going? Yeah, Astro uh, had jumped up and made a, a bite and missed uh, right okay. after Polari had. Um, well, Garth doesn't know that everyone ran up. Okay. Yep. You don't have ears to hear me scream. I mean, he's on my head. I wouldn't, like, aim him I mean, at our people as much as possible. I would hear you scream. I get... did, they, did they just run up there? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Ari's fell down. And that's about all you can communicate on that. This little exchange. that was very nice of you. I mean, they they essentially share a they share a twenty two, so they kind of go on the same turn. Uh Garth is gonna hope that the area he aimed for last time is not where one of them got. And what are and you firing? Your last well, year? with my bonus action, I can fire two. I, I'm doing that kind of like boom, boom, that, that test. Yeah. How many meteors did you pull up? I get six. Oh, wow. Okay, so you can fire two more. I For some reason, I thought it was much lower, but you've leveled quite a bit, haven't you? No, that's the base of it. Base is six. I just don't usually get to use them all in a combat. All right, I'm coming up with great ideas. I'm going to dual class a wizard and a monk next. All right, let's go. Uh, okay, so I fire. <laughs> I fire one. Do, uh, doing the roll thing. Yeah. Five or above gets you near where you want to be. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, so you fire, and it hits and explodes uh, off to dex, the side. Dex saves for anyone that you consider in the area. Yep. Uh, you luck out on this roll as to where it lands, and it goes for the zombie creature that you're mildly not aware of. Uh, the deck save on that one is a 17. Oh, barely saved, though. Take half. The deck save on the flower is a 5. 
So the flower will take the full eight damage, and the zombie will take four damage. All right. And then I'm going to send another one of the bolts in. All right. Uh, the best you can do is a five or above gets you close. Then I'll roll like two more hits around. Eight. Eight. That does hit, and it actually is on the side where Ari is at. It clips Ari and the flower now. Uh, roll a deck save. The flower gets a 14. <clears throat> 12. So you'll both take this. Roll low, Nathan. It's only five. Five, all right. And then I'm going to roll at disadvantage with a firebolt. Because that was all my bonus action. Miles. Yeah. <gasps> oh! Disadvantage cost me the nat 20, but it's still a 17 to hit. 17 to hit. We will allow the hit. And that's another six fire damage. Okay, perfect. Six fire damage as it hits this gigantic corpse spewing flower. All right. I guess it's Thadric's turn now. Am I within 30 feet of the flower and Correct. the zombie? Correct. Okay. I would like to raise aloft my anvil amulet okay. as I turn undead. All right. Which basically they get... Uh, I present any Each undead creature that can see or hear me within 30... Makes a wisdom saving throw DC 17. Okay, wisdom saving throw. 17 for the zombie. And doesn't matter for the flower. Doesn't matter for the flower. Uh that high. The it's not undead. The zombie saves or whatever. The zombie saves or whatever. Yeah. All right. There goes that idea. There goes that idea. If it would fail, it would instantly be destroyed. <sighs> but they <Damn>. didn't. <sighs> uh, as a bonus action, I would like to cast Shield of Faith on Valari. Giving her a, base, a floating kind of vibe around you that gives you a plus two to your AC. Hey, hey, there you go. Plus two AC, Valari. How long does that last? Uh, up to ten minutes. Perfect. So, definitely outside of the battle. And then, right. that's it. Ari, you are on your back, in the mud. You are prone. Uh, at the start of your turn... The stench overwhelms you, and you need to make a constitution saving throw before attempting any of your moves. That will be a 22. You are able to continue forward. Uh, you feel like your stomach kind of churn up into your chest, however. Okay, um, this is my first time being prone. Can you yep. walk me through what my yeah. options are? So being prone, essentially, your action can be to get up uh, because you're armored and in the mud. 
Uh, your action is to get up. You use, I believe, all of your movement speed for that. Um, you can still do an action, um, and then you just can't move. I'm going to double check here because it's been a while. I, would think since half I, think your it's, I think it's half your move. Half move. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, I have not had prone people in a very long time. You guys just don't get knocked down. And you know, know that's right. Back up again. You're never going to keep us down. Yeah. So standing would be my action, and then I could have half movement. Is that correct? Yeah, you have half you movement get, if you wish. You use, your, you use half movement, but you still get an attack action. Yeah, you still get an attack action. It takes oh, okay. half of your movement to stand up. That is correct. Thank you. Okay, then I will stand. I want to get away from the head. How long is the body part? So the the body part, if you think of a flower standing upright, it's kind of mm -hmm. tilted. So you were kind of at the mouthpiece, the top of the flower. To get around to the back of it, the flower looks to be about eight or nine feet long. So it's got its butt kind of into the edge of the forest, if you want to okay. get around it. Um, yeah, I just like to get around so that Garth will stop hitting me. Okay, I think I'm doing good for a blind um, guy. So I'm going to move around to try to, like, open up some space around the head. And I'm going to take swing to, like, sever the stem. Okay. That will be a 19 for the first swing. Awesome. So it'll be 13 points of damage. And then the second one is going to be a 10 to hit. A 10 to or hit. 11, sorry. 11 does not hit. Okay. And that is my turn. All right. Uh, we have Valari next. So I'm going to roll for the hit with my Shadow Blade because I'm going to do a melee attack with that first. Okay. And then I'm also going to be using um, a sorcery point to bend luck. So I'm rolling that at the same time. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. So that's good, I guess. Um, so that's 17 there. 17 to hit. Plus... Um, six, so 23 to hit. It hits. Great. So then we're going to do, 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 I'll just roll this on here. I didn't like the way my program's been rolling tonight, so. <laughs> Swapping back to dice. Perfect. So, but for my damage, it's whatever. Um, okay. So the 3d8s from the shadow blade mm -hmm. is eight points. Eight points. And then my crossbow. Does the bend luck count for this too, or just for the shadow blade just attack? Just for the one you apply. Got it. That's and usually okay. it's your main action. The crossbow is your bonus. Uh, perfect. That's okay, because that becomes out to a 21. That hits. And... Chat, as we're going through this battle, uh, our music is on... Just whatever. It's just a mix of things. Please tell me if it's like a nice epic battle song or if it's just like a jaunty tune. As it just this. makes Because we can't hear A beautiful tune. Uh, so it hits. What is the next? Um, so that's 10 points of damage with my arrows. Perfect. 
at this point, you do seem to see uh, some of the petals kind of folded back and a bit more mangled on this thing. One might assume this to be a quote-unquote bloodied state, if you wish to know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we will have Astro take a, a chomp out at the flower, and he does catch one of the petals, and does a handful of points of damage here. Go, Astro! Uh, it is now the flower's turn. Uh, Valari, let me, uh, sorry, I need to roll back here. I didn't get you to roll a constitution save. I apologize. You were within, uh, a handful of feet of the, the flower as you started your turn. Mm-hmm. It won't affect, or it shouldn't affect your turn, uh, but let's see what happens. I'm on the wrong page. Um... Astro. Oh, Astro that's one of the best ones you could have put it. Um, a 16. You save barely. You two feel a very stomach-turning uh, like movement as the stench hits you. Uh, Astro does end up puking, and at the end of his turn, he kind of slumps down to the side and is, is gagging a bit from the stench. Uh, so Astro is actually incapacitated after his turn. Um, so the flower does swing out, and it's going to be, let's just use one of Scott Denuso's gifts here, uh, it's going to be a nat 20 on Valari, <laughs> two tentacle hit, so that means it is a base of 12, plus 9, you get 21 points of bludgeoning damage. I need you to also roll a constitution save. Okay, 21 points of damage. Constitution save is 13. 13. Uh, you take poison damage. You feel as the uh, the tentacle hits you. It stings and burns, and it burns for 8 points of poison damage. Great. Uh, there is also a beautiful, wonderful rollover from last show from Scott Denuso as well. I'm going to use it. Uh, it's a nat 20 on our Ari here. A tentacle swings out and hits Ari. You know, it's extra furating because I burned a spell to help protect Valari. And then you're just like, nah. Nah, it'll protect the next one. I, I ran out of nat 20s now. Uh... Gotta use what the fans give us. You you get twenty points of bludgeoning damage, and I need oh. you to roll a Constitution you can save. Cut in half. I can't cut in half. I can lessen by three. Oh, lessen by three. That's what it is. She takes a second to uh, thank our our Ten. wonderful chat. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Whispers. Good job. Ten. Uh, you fail that, and you get roll beautiful numbers it's not rolling roll now i need uh, 46 i can afford oh, to take the hit uh no. you get 12 points of poison damage as the tentacle uh pierces the armor a bit and gets down to the skin and the zombie rushes towards thadric what a dumb zombie yeah it rushes towards Thadric. 
attempts a swing at Thadric, it is a 15 to hit, which no. probably doesn't do anything. So it kind of like claws out at Thadric. Uh, and that's the end of the enemy's turn. Garth, you hear something rush up and uh, 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 as uh, there's a claw at Thadric and you feel him kind of move a bit. Um, you'd also heard some commotion previously as there's a bit of a battle around the flower. How do you see your turn? Did we win yet? No, down left. <laughs> down left. <laughs> I aim a little more down left. Okay, we're gonna do this. Uh, above, you hit something. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, so as you fire, it clips uh, the zombie hand that's up, uh, and it is near you guys. So it does clip the zombie hand. Uh, so each of you does potentially take damage. The zombie does uh, fail the damage as it just smashes right into it. Oh, I was going... Sorry. I was still thinking the flower. You are thinking the flower? Yeah. Down and yeah, left. Yeah, down left. But he had just also moved. So I thought I was taking that as a redirection. Oh, uh, not a all up on. Oh, okay. Not at all. Okay. So then, uh, as you do that, you, uh, you hit near the flower to the left side. Um, and what you do clip is the flower and you clip Astro as well here. So Astro will, will, uh, at disadvantage, at disadvantage deck save, and he fails it with a 12. Oops. Why are you trying to kill the dog? Look, I'm trying to kill the flower and I'm doing pretty good. Well, uh, he takes... Astro's going to take two damage. <laughs> and the flower takes two damage? Yep. that's I rolled two ones for damage. Hey, I mean, it could be worse. Yep. It could be worse. You could have rolled the other way and been like, wait, the dog's gone. What? Uh, then it's a 14 for my next shot at the flower. Since you heard the hit, uh, this does hit as well. That's... Eight, if you need to do another uh, This hits again the same side with Astro. Uh, Astro fails the save, and the flower also fails the save. Sorry, dog. You already rolled it. Yep. I'm doing now my firebolt. So you hear a couple yelps and some screeches from the flower. Yelps and and a ten... Is not gonna work on the it flower, so my firebolt misses. It flies up into the the forest. Badrick. Um, I will bring down the light hammer onto this zambo in front of me. The the zombie and the light hammer. Seventeen on die plus Hits. seven. Hits for a total of. Oh wait. Uh, so it's going to be four damage from that. But okay. I need a ruling here. Is my ally within five feet of the, the zombie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm within. Oh, I will 100% allow it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then so you can sneak attack damage. A total of nine damage. If, if you're take, if you're causing melee damage with someone on your shoulders, <laughs> someone on your shoulders will will allow. Uh, you said nine damage for that. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you uh, actually uh, have 
cleared off an arm as you just come down on the zombie. Uh, so it does look bloodied if a zombie could be in. And then how how does Astro look medically? Astro is incapacitated. You do see uh, some bleeding on his side. Uh, he's kind of like slumped over. But he's incapacitated, uh, he's, not from like wounds. But no, uh, he had else. thrown up and okay. had fallen over on a, a previous turn. All right. Well, I can't do anything and, about that. Okay. Um, that's it. All right. Uh, Larry, it is your turn. Um, since you were so generous, I, I just feel like I, I have to. Before... What? Yeah. I go before oh, sorry. Valerie. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's it skipped here. Sorry. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'll take two quick swings because I no, want to see what Valari's about to do to you. This scares me. This scares me. I don't know what's gonna. Happen. Uh, this is gonna. It's gonna hit. It's a sixteen on the dice yeah, plus nine, so twenty-five. Great. Um, so first swing, you're gonna take uh, twelve points of damage. Because okay. I have my plus. Oh I yes. Know I'm just, He's questioning me. When you start counting on your fingers and the numbers there and there don't add up. And it's a 13 on the second swing. Four. 13 on the second swing. I, oh, yeah, 13. On, yep. Uh, perfect. That does hit. Okay. That will be uh, 15 okay. points of damage. Oh, 16. Sorry. 16 points of damage. We'll and Ari's there. really mad. She's been hit, so she's going to take uh, the, the, the action surge for one more. <clears throat> and that's uh, cri that's critical. It's a 19, but that counts as critical for right. fighters. So that's going to be base of... 15. <laughs> uh, so that'll be 20 more points of damage. 20 more points of damage. Perfect. So as you're swinging away, uh, you do notice some of the, the flower uh, gets thorns grow up around it. And you're chipping away at some of these thorns as it's trying to protect. Uh, and Ari's like channeling her grandpa, how we used to like go out and like weed. He was a, a forceful weeder getting them out of the garden. So it's hacking uh, away. Taking, yeah. Uh, so as as you're forcefully attempting to to weed this thing, uh, you you chip away at its attempt to protect itself, uh, leaving it essentially bare at this moment. It's done. You've done some damage. You know that for sure. Uh, but you seem to have cut off any way that this thing could survive at this moment. Um, the the tendrils are still there, and the the mouth is there, but uh, the backside is a bit more torn up. Um, it is now Valari's turn, and I'm very worried. Well, don't be, because I'm just going to save that for another time. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to go out in a blaze of glory? Well, no, you're just trying to get me to waste it now. It's got more than three HP. Re Return the favor. Um, but do what you wish. Mm -hmm. if, if it kills your party, then it's on you. I'm going to bend my luck. And I'm going to roll, just go with my um, Shadow Blade and... Plus four, okay. Plus four, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh no. That's not good. Uh, oh, no. Nine plus four is 13. 
<laughs> the worst part is, it's like he can see what the number on the dice was. So, <laughs> um, cool. So thirteen. So that's three d eights, right? Mm -hmm. Please roll bad. Please roll bad. <laughs> well, I still have the rest of my attack. Scott, if you wish to uh, finish off this party, uh, we're here for you. So that's 17 points of damage. Okay. And then... Your crossbow? Yarp. Is 15 to hit. Yes. With 4 points of damage. Or 6, sorry. 6 points of damage, alright. Uh, so that's 23 points of damage. Um, Valaria, as you slash and uh, fire a bolt into this thing, uh, also, too, going slightly on the, the bit of blind rage, almost, mm -hmm. um, you bend your luck, and you feel a shiver down your spine. I need you to roll on your wild magic table for me, please. It's an 11. 11. Please roll a d10. <laughs> Only instructions. That's a 10. Pat your head and uh, rub your belly. Roll the best part was I couldn't find my d10. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. That's a 3. You just killed Astro. I have a feeling. Drink. Oh, okay, good. By a foot and a half. Again? Yep. You are I a foot and a half shorter. Be Garth. You are a foot and a half shorter at this point. Uh, you have encountered this one in the past, not during our our seasons, uh, but you've encountered this one. You know this lasts about a day or so. But you slash out. And <clears> you <throat> feel like the flower is getting bigger, and then you realize as this chill runs up your spine. Uh, you also realize that the flower is gotta be close to dead. You've slashed open a bunch of the petals and have fired a shot in, and it kind of ricocheted off of the, the corpse of armor that still remains and blasted into the back of the flower. Um, Astro is incapacitated, and it is the flower's turn. It swings out at Valari and misses with a 12. It swings out at Ari. And this is with a nine. And that's the end of that turn. And then the zombie does a slam. Tries to. Tries to slam. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? At Thedric. And you see, like, the stump of the arm that you just removed kind of swing at you and just completely miss as you'd knocked the arm mostly off. Uh, and it looks down at its, its shoulder and sees that there's only just a tiny bit. Uh, remaining. You hear <laughs> and it goes up to Garth's turn who is sightless at the moment knows roughly that there's something in front of him and roughly where the, the flower creature is. Is the flower still up? Yes. Barely. Um, Garth has run out of meteors so Garth is going to aim for the flower with the firebolt's at disadvantage. If I'm lucky. 
with a 17 to hit. At disadvantage. Surprising. Without sight, you're still doing decent work. Where the gods are on my side. Where is this going to fail? It hits. Only six fire damage. Only six fire damage. That is exactly the number that you need. And as you hit, the the flower begins to like catch flame and kind of wither in front of uh, Valari, and it spews out a bit of sludge and slime at her feet, and kind of up and over Astro's side just a little bit, uh, and that's where it it lands as it kind of collapses. Uh, is there anything else to your turn, or is that it? Because that was your um, action, right? Yeah, that's my action. I don't think I have anything uh, that'll work for a bonus or anything like that. So right. that'll do. Magic, it is your turn. Uh, zombies right in front of me. I'm going to try and end its life with my hammer. Let's see if it happens. 15 on the die, plus 7. That hits. I've dropped the most dangerous of dice. The 4 is on the loose. Yeah, oh, there it is. Okay. Nice knowing you. Would be for a total of, and they're yeah, blacksmith craft dice, so they're super sharp. <laughs> that that will send one to a hospital. Total of six damage. <laughs> six damage. Uh, so you smash out and you uh, continue to clean off that side of the zombie. You actually rip a chunk of the rib cage off, and it now just still has one arm and a head and it is barely standing you're not quite sure how um i will did, no, did i'm going to save that cuz i got to need that did you do your uh special rogi thing i did okay i just rolled bad you just rolled bad okay nothing else here nope that's it for me Ari, it is your turn. The flower has kind of wilted and collapsed in front of you. You do see the, the zombie creature now as you uh, hadn't quite gotten a full glimpse of what was going on, but it is attacking at Thadric. And How far away is it from me? Your soon-to-be husband. Uh, about 17, 18 feet. <laughs> your betrothed. Your betrothed. Stop bringing it up. Okay, um, okay then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to rush up and try to get him from the back. Okay. Um, that will be 18. I was really hoping for a nat one because I was just thinking of the Benny Hill music in here as you've just rushed over. Yeah. All right, it hits. Please, um, so please that's... roll anything. Yes, anything? Yeah, anything works. Well, it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, 15 points of damage. Sure. Really? All you well, needed was one well. point of damage. Well, that's uh, what I... Oh, no, I had, yeah, I had a no, one. I bumped on that. it, yeah. Yeah. So one point of damage. You you slip and slide in the mud, and you end up swinging, and you miss, but you come back with like the the hilt and just knock the zombie over, and it falls into pieces, and you're just standing there, all like brave and chivalrous. Stick your sword down into the mud, but you realize that uh, your your fiance didn't see any of it. I what? You what? 
<laughs> the battle is over. Uh, right now we have an incapacitated pupper uh, who is a little bit covered in slime. Um, we still have Garth without sight. And Ari is now back with Thadric and Garth. Um, are we? Everyone are we... looks okay. Like no one's like gushing blood anywhere or anything. No one's gushing blood. Uh, the I think the one that had been hit the most is actually Astro. Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna take well, care of people I mean, first, and if they're I mean, okay, Ari and Valari did get. I meant like smacked. I'm I'm bloodied. Um, yeah, you guys got smacked. I... Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like as I as I finish off the zombie, I'm gonna take my second wind okay. and just go ahead and get some of my own healing. There you go. Well, I'm gonna go over to our metal limbed canine. Valari, how are you doing in health? Um I've been better. I mean <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, you're walking though. Yeah, that's, that's what, than... like, like I have a healing potion that, like, I was planning on giving to, um, Astro if I see that he. Well, needs I, I want to just do a medicine check on Astro. Yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily want to magically heal yet. Right. Uh, you you're able to sit the pup up, and um, he gags a little bit, and you realize that he's just like overwhelmed by the stench that hits you even harder as you get close to the flower, uh, and. He he kind of looks around and whimpers a little bit and lifts up uh, his natural paw in the front as you replaced one of uh, mm-hmm. his other front paws with the the metal limb and you can see that it's it's got a couple scorch marks and a scratch up on it and you see that there's a little bit of a, a scorch mark up his shoulder a little bit uh, he seems to be hurt not not to a critical point but in a fairly uh, painful condition. Okay, here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take, God, uh, we're, we just need to like hang out for like ten minutes. Okay. And I can fix a lot of this. Wait, did we win? Yeah. Yes. Because oh. I was uh, about to. Uh, would, I, I, would I know that like a big part of his discomfort is coming from the smell? You would see the chunk of the discomfort coming from the smell because it is also a discomfort of everyone who gets close so to the flower. So where we're at, like with Astro and stuff, I want to press to digitate like around him. Just like it's a very small area. Yeah, yeah. Probably encompass like. Could we also, yeah. yeah, just like the smell of like fresh grass. As you do that around him, his his little ears perk up just a little bit, and you you see him kind of try and stand on his his hurt paw, and he he pulls it back up and whimpers. Okay. Uh, everyone, including Astro, gets 18 hit points back. <gasps> hey As I cast Prayer of Healing. Uh, as you do that, because we're, we've been focused on Astro here, you see uh, the little pup put his paw down in the mud and then look up and kind of bounce around in a little bit of a circle uh, as you realize that he is a lot better off. He's not to his full health. You still you still see a little bit of uh, damage on him, but he is in a far better condition using that as a little bit of a understanding. Uh, can we, like, get out of here? Yes, please. I think that's what we've been trying to do. You guys had spent ten minutes here, though, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, in that breather, is there anything else you wish to talk about, uh, plan, do, um, as you're waiting for the, the actual cast to happen? 
Garth without sight is staring into the abyss. Healing doesn't uh, bring back, like, partial vision? No, it does not. So while we're sitting there, I'll just be like, wait, so I'm confused that, did you have to learn your spells or not? I can't really uh, talk. Oh, uh, right <laughs> so Valaria is sitting there. I didn't asking questions realize. And no, like and... no. The thing is, I didn't realize he was like yeah, yeah, he couldn't a, do anything else. Yeah, it's a, like a, this is what you're focusing on. It's like a ritual kind of. kind of thing. It's like a ritual, except uh, it doesn't get the benefit of a ritual, so I have to use a slot for it. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just picturing Valari standing there talking to you, and you're just like keeping your eyes closed uh-huh. tightly. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> There's one. I'm talking to my god. <laughs> Anything got else it. in the rest I of the I didn't group? realize that. I've never played yeah. a healer, so I don't know. Yeah, Goth, Goth doesn't really know anything else that he can be doing. I think he's just listening right now for any signs of big creatures coming their way. Yeah, I think Ari would also be on watch because cool. that thing clearly didn't have a seven-foot footprint. No. Uh, Garth, I will let you roll at advantage to see if you perceive anything coming your way. Perception, you said? I believe that's a 15. All right. Uh, you, you hear some rumbling in the distance. Um, somewhat like the rumbling that, that had put the fire out but it's quieter and calmer. It's not a, a frantic pace or, or uh, stampede of sorts that you heard and felt earlier. Uh, and it seems to be, if you recall your directions properly, what you believe to be somewhat behind where you're all at. Uh, as I'm assuming at this moment, you're still very focused on trying to remember, like, what's my forward? Um, mm-hmm. So you do notice that there is something still moving about behind you. Yeah, should probably get out of here as soon as um that is done. There are still things out there. And we're we're ultimately only like sixty feet from the door at this point, right? Yeah, you're you're probably about sixty-ish feet. So it's a little bit of movement here. Um we we did get a little special insight from chat as to what exactly uh has been has been said to Thadric's god as he's praying here uh if i'm reading it correctly the whispers <laughs> here say that dear forge god please keep Valari quiet while i tell you how good you are is one of the mutterings that uh, was heard uh i i may believe that after she just walks up and starts chattering to him one time one it time. happens literally like, one. the one I'm time she so tries to quiet. actually talk all the time this is why i don't freaking talk we're not always casting spells Valari. you you have other opportunities now the healing does settle in and you have seen astro do his little prance around as he's gotten life back uh the 10 minutes are up. Do you wish to sit here longer or carry no. forward? No. Nope. Let's get out of nope. here. GTFO, let's go. All right. Dad, well, why don't you take the lead with Garth? I'll I'll take back this time just to make sure. Okay. 
I'll, uh... Unless you want to, like, me to lead and then Ari cover your six. No, I'm, I mean... I'm good. I'm, I'm good! Garth <laughs> tucks his staff underneath his arm and kind of, like, points it forward almost as if it's a, a lance. Like you're jousting oh, here? Lance. Mm-hmm. If anything, if anything comes out and tries to attack, eight feet in the air, he's gonna. (laughs) I'm just gonna funk. There it is. All right, so we're in full-on jousting mode to exit the forest, and as as we move forward through the forest here, uh, the path is winding and is a bit uh, tough to navigate. I do need all of you to roll me a dexterity check please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garth, you don't have to roll this as you're not walking at the moment, so you're just chilling on the shoulders. Uh, you might want to roll a dexterity save? Yes, you might want to roll a dexterity save at this point, as it seems like Thadric catches his foot on one of the, the bits of root that's sticking up in the pathway. That's a natural one, my dude. And falls flat on his face. What was your marching order? Were you in the? Front? I was in front. He took the lead. I don't okay, care. perfect. <laughs> so I fall and throw, <laughs> throw Garth into the danger. <laughs> you throw Garth forward if he doesn't. I got a fourteen. A fourteen. Uh, so you don't get quite thrown. You topple and roll off of uh, Thadric's shoulders as he goes face first. Uh, if it was much less, you would have been thrown, so you're lucky here. Uh, Garth, you roll a couple times, and you end up kind of on your butt, facing forward. Your staff and your, uh, your torch have been knocked out of your hand at this point. Uh, so right now, you're sitting upright, and under you, you feel a squishy softness of kind of a muddy path. Uh, you feel a bit of mud kind of running down your neck, and... Your hands are down on the ground next to your sides, and they're they're in the mud. But you do not feel the comforts of the two items that were in your hands prior, nor the the humanoid that was with you. Uh, Patrick, you dead? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, oops, <laughs> oops. <laughs> As he sits up from the mud, the mud kicked up in his beard. Um. A, a scoop him, my things? A, a scoop him back up. Uh, get staff? Staff, yeah. Uh, and his torch. torch. Thank you. Uh, and then I'll put you back back up there. All right. The rest of you, how'd you do? 20. I got a 19. I heard a 20-something and a 19. Uh, you do see up near the front as... Astro is kind of trotting along. He looks up over his shoulder right as Thadric falls over and just like trips up over uh, Thadric's boot and uh, falls off to the side and is standing up. So there's a little bit of a, a congestion in front of uh, Ari and Valari, but you two stay upright uh, and continue forward. There's no damage, no harm done here, just a bit more mud in trousers and armor and things that you wish not to have mud in. Um, you eventually enter a spot where the forest stops and there's a stretch of about 15 or 20 feet before you get to a staircase that winds zigzagging up the wall. Um, And if you imagine it, the wall is kind of slanted inward 
and the staircase runs up it with no uh, no handles or, or the like. It just eases with the wall's edge upward. Uh, it goes about 60 feet up to get to the door. Um, you do see a few of the stairs are a bit crumbled and older in, in shape. The door, from what you can tell, is a, a doorway in. There's nothing covering it, no uh, struggles you have to do to get in. But this looks like your way out of the creepy, dark death forest. <clears throat> Ari's gonna wipe all of the mud off of her feet. How many mage hands we got? <laughs> Get your own railing. I, uh, I want to... legitimately tie garth to my head like because he's got he's got his legs like in my bandolier i want to go around his waist and like a, a headband here uh so this is the moment where as a dm i have to make sure both parties are willing and able uh thadric has expressed his willingness for this uh, garth are you willing and able i just i mean like a quick question of why <laughs> Because, like, if you fall, then I don't get to tuck and roll like I did the last time, dude. Yeah, but <laughs> if I fall, then we're dead anyway. Garth Maybe is you probably are. also, like, anti-seatbelt. What, what if we get a rope and just all hold on? And tie it around Thad's head? <laughs> no. I don't even have a rope. I do. Lost it in the boat. It was my best rope. I'm I'm fine with it if 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 when you want. It's just you won't you just understand like you just fell. Yeah, yeah. What are the odds that it happens again? Also, Five there's like <laughs> steps missing, and you're like a little guy. So it's like you got a broad jump to get over some of these. Now, just as a reminder, uh, you guys did get a few things. You have a couple days rations. Uh, there's a few ropes within the group. Um, so you do have ropes in case you do need them. Uh, I believe Thadric had said he did not have one. You do have one. Uh, unless you're talking about the really, really good rope that someone in the party had. That's me. She got that one. Had that one, yep. Now, would the so, gourd take both that uh, Garth and I up there? It would not. It would take only one of you. It is about 60 feet straight up, though, if you wish to have that for any other fun planning maneuvers. Would the what take itself? The gourd. The gourd can only take one humanoid. I can but take Garth with Dimension Door. Uh, maybe that's the best. That's probably a good idea. All right. Keeping this headband, though. Keeping <laughs> this headband. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just need him to stand within five feet of me, but if you need to hold my cloak or whatever, that's fine, too. But you guys have to help Astro get up there. Deal. 
Um, okay, and then I just, I cast Dimension Door, and then they again see me just, like, reach into nothingness. Well, I guess Garth doesn't see anything. <laughs> he probably just feels like he something feels weird. He feels tubing of and then you feel uh, a bit harder ground underneath your feet. Uh, Valari sees that in front of her there's a, a small platform about 10 foot wide and 10 foot deep. There's a, a door in the wall uh, around it. It's very ornate uh, stonework that uh, she doesn't recognize any of the symbols or patterning on. Uh, the floor also has some very ornate uh, stonework, but it is um, very worn, so it's not easy to see. And then, um, yeah, you guys are up there, and we are to the rest of you. How are we getting to the top? Uh, Scott brings up a very good point. Can Astro blink? To follow. Astro, Astro can if blink, he chooses uh, to. About three to five times a day. And he can go only about 25 or 30 feet. So he can make him, his way up there fairly well. Okay. Cool. So as, as Valari steps through this portal, you do hear a little... Hmm? And he starts looking around and twirling circles and uh, sniffing up in the air and just completely confused as like she was there and is, is just gone. Um, I'm going to point for him like she's up there. Let's see here. Does he notice the point? That is. Uh, he, he, he looks around and you're you're like, hey, hey, buddy. And he he looks up and he recognizes Valari up to the top, uh, and you hear a little excited bark, uh, and he wags his tail and he bounces uh, up to the first uh, like zigzag and then bounces up to the second and you see him just kind of teleporting a few times up and he lands right up next to Valari and Garth. Um, and then he twirls around Valari's leg and then, uh, sits right in front of Garth between the ledge and, uh, Garth, like, don't move. And you feel him kind of lean back into you, Garth. Cool. So you've got like, a little bit of the head of the blink dog that you can kind of... I just, I just kind of go, wow, all this writing on the stonework. <laughs> this writing? Uh. What language? You don't recognize it. No, I know that I don't. Oh, okay. I cast Comprehend Languages. I see you with your puppy snack time, and I will resolve that in a second. <laughs> and I touch the door. You touch the door frame, all right. Um, and now I can understand whatever. Uh, the, the language turns from a script that you can't quite understand into writing along the top. Uh, and you actually read this as kind of a warning, like exit hatch, uh, collapse handle behind door, danger beware. Like it's 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 essentially like a, an escape route is what you you read this to be. Um, on the flooring, the little bits and pieces that kind of extend into the flooring that that aren't worn. Uh, you do you do notice a few words. Um, one that says death flower, another that says, uh, something reptilian. Um, and then next to that, there's a few other terms that look like names that you don't quite understand. It's, it's in a common language, but it, it doesn't make sense to you as like an actual word. Um, on the, the, the threshold that you step over into the doorway, uh, it, it says, um, no turning back. Um, well, I'm not sure what language, but it definitely 
makes this door sound like uh not not um not so not so much of a sure thing. It um does reference it as an exit door, but it oh, says great. danger and it talks about the death flower and the reptile and it says danger and <laughs> lists of names. But we've already faced dangers. Maybe it's for the people who came through, like, look up at the door. What was in this room? Oh, oh yeah. But, like, it's just weird that it's labeled an exit door and says danger. I guess we'll have to be careful on our way through. Hey. It's the only way out that I saw when I could see. Well, that's where it's at. Now to uh, Ari and Thadric, who are at the bottom. How do you wish to get to the top of the stairs? Uh, walk? Very slowly. Okay. As close to the wall as possible with like a hand on the wall. I need dexterity saves. As you... I want to have the gourd out into my lips, just in case. <laughs> the gourd out to your lips. Okay. That's not how it works. What do you oh, think you have to shake it? Oh. I wanted to say. <laughs> I also wanted to be like, oh, and Garth. By the way, try not to move very much, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's a. It's it's. Not a very large platform that we're standing on, and there's Ooh. only three of us here already. So, just uh, don't eat move. your vegetables and wait for us. What? Eighteen. <laughs> sixteen. Yeah, eat your vegetables. Sixteen. Uh, you both, you both passed the first uh, couple switchbacks. I need one more roll from each of you as you do the last set of switchbacks. Did you just burp? 15. 15. 16. 1-6. Uh, Ari, you, you do feel a stare crumble out from under you a little bit as you step off of it. Um, you do feel this feeling that if you were any slower, you would have tumbled to doom and destruction. But fortunately, that, uh, that gourd is at your side. Um, both of you end up cautiously making it to the top after a couple minutes. Uh, the stair had crumbled and, and made a loud thud as it hit the ground. Um, and as you are making it up to the top, you hear a roar and thudding and crunching through the the forest. And because it's so dark, you only see some of the treetops kind of like disappearing, coming towards you all. Uh, you only have a moment before whatever this thing is that is approaching, if Volari wishes to share what she had learned. Otherwise, uh, there is a door with a language that none of you can comprehend kind of written around it. Um, the doorway is dark, and what you do believe you can kind of see through it is some stairs. There is a, a lever just inside the door, too. Let's go, guys! Okay, well, here, just really quick, um, there is reference to danger, and I don't know what side of the door it's referring to, even though it does identify the door as an exit. An exit from danger. I'm okay with it. I say we go. I don't want to go back the way we came. I don't know yeah. about you I'm guys. Fine, but yeah, as yeah. long as you guys know. Yeah. Out, okay. out the door. Okay. I will go last. 
Well, we just have to make sure we there's a lever in the door. I can see it. There's a lever just inside the door. Yes. I think we have to pull the lever when we get inside the door because it says something about an exit hatch and something about a latch. Okay. Can we all like go through the door and then pull it? I don't totally. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't recommend. Uh, so it's quite dark on the other side. And as you look in there and you get like a sword or sword. shield, uh, you do yeah. notice there's a small room with some stairs that are very steep that lead upwards. Okay, going that way. Uh, does anyone have a, Does anyone care if I like take out a couple of these steps so whatever's down there can't get up here? Well, the only thing I would say no is that if anyone gets stuck down here, then then they don't have a way out. Well, that's on them, really. Well, can we close the door behind us? Yeah, I, th I think that's what the lever's for. Let's go and close the door. Okay. Just saying. Creepy stone statue thing down there. Let's go. And then we go. Right? We go. So you all push through the door and and get to the other side of the door frame carrying Garth through. Uh, who pulls the lever? I'll pull the lever. As you grab the lever and pull a little bit of the handle in, pull back, nothing happens for a brief moment. And you see the forest biome kind of like crashing and tumbling as whatever this thing is coming closer to you. Uh, out of the forest, you see with the faint lights that are floating above it, uh, a large reptilian head. And as it appears out of the, the forest and lets out a roar, you see a couple like large arm tentacle things from its back reach out. Uh, it doesn't look like anything you've seen before. Um, and it seems to be essentially a very destructive force that was locked away down here. Uh, the the uh, the pull of the lever doesn't do anything, and I'm sure at this point you're kind of like rattling it a little bit, seeing the the stuff happening in front of you, and a tentacle starts to swing up towards the platform, and then the the ceiling starts crumbling in in the cavern. And it seems that this lever set off a chain reaction and the ceiling just starts dropping from closest to the door that you're in back towards the back of the cavern that you were, uh, that you were traversing. And the cavern just kind of implodes on itself when you hear a, a screech and scream from this large beast that makes your eardrums rattle to the point of pain. Uh, a cloud of dirt and dust hits you as the the ceiling was dry falling into this mud and uh you are now you're now covered in dirt and dust on the front and mud probably from the the knees down on most of you thadric's got mud all up his front uh we've got garth who is essentially a ball of mud at this point <laughs> uh same with astro um and it goes dark in front of you and some rocks end up tumbling right in front of the door at the end of it and for the first time in a little bit, uh, silence happens. Your ears are ringing because of the 
the dense forest with the creaking and crunching and, and chirping and weird noises you were hearing that was constantly permeating uh, your eardrums is now stopped. The rumbling has stopped from the collapse. And you're left with the, the steps that lead upwards. A very, very faint light, a good hundred or so feet up these steep steps. And so a smell of rain. That's what they meant by danger. Let's get out of here, guys. Did you yeah. hear that? Yep. Yeah, the roof collapsed. Like the cavern. The whole cavern? Gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that means there's some... Why? <laughs> that means those those gems are just buried there now. Yeah. Good, so they can't curse anybody else. Well, this one's fine. And I pull out the black one on accident. <laughs> As you do, it doesn't actually buzz or vibrate in your hand as it had prior. Yeah, see? This I want to look, in, look in my bag now. As you look in your bag, everything seems fairly normal. You dig through, your daggers are all in one piece, and then you end up moving your, uh, your lockpick set, and as you pick it up, a bit of uh, metallic liquid just drains out of one of the corners, and pools in the bottom of your bag. It's cool to the touch, and it's almost like water, uh, but it looks like a molten metal. It's mercury. Don't touch it. That'll get you sick. Oh, that's weird. I guess I'll just let it slosh around in there for now. There you go. You've got a a sloshy metal drink in your bag, and your lockpick set is uh, soup. So. Onward. As, yep. you, as you climb the stairs, uh, a bit of uh, fresh air meets the dank stench that you were uh, in momentarily. And you, you're able to get to the top, and there's some vines and weeds kind of grown over the, the bit of the exit that you have. Uh, and with a little bit of effort, you're able to clear them. There's a small platform, very much like the one that you'd use to enter uh the the dungeons that you were just in uh but this one is very grown over compared to the last um behind you you turn around and you see there was uh what seemed to be a river that had flown through here that is now filling this gaping pit and making a small lake uh where the collapsed ceiling had fallen in wouldn't want to swim in that Back to town. Remember, we have to raise our hands or they will shoot us. Can you let me know when we're close enough for that? Yeah. <laughs> when we're like, because it was, if I remember, it was, a, it was a couple miles, right? It's it's a distance now. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. after like, I don't know, a good bit of time, I just want to be like, Garth, put your hands up. We're close. <sighs> I, I need at least one of you to attempt to figure out the proper direction is this was a, a bit of a curvature underground that you're not got sure it. where you're at it's rainy and dark so you don't how have bad is sun. this water of this little river? uh it looks one, a bit one. muddy right now as it is oh. filling in but the river uh, that's filling it looks fairly clean i want to take astro over to the river and like Dunk him in it and rub out his <laughs> just fur. <laughs> uh, so we have a 21, correct, Lauren? 
Mm-hmm. What right. are we rolling for? Uh, if anyone needs to try and find directions to town, but Ari looks around. Someone. I had an if eight. You directions, so... you just what ask. What you roll on? Uh, you can do history I did a check, survival. you can do a survival, you can do um, a nature if you want to try and figure out direction. Like, almost anything but strength and constitution will try to find you a direction. Basically. Exception. Animal, animal, animal handling, you can ask a bug if you do it well enough. On my rolls, I got 17 or higher. So right, I agree go. with whatever. Uh, so, for the most part, you all know roughly the direction of town, even though... Um, it's mid-afternoon, late e- or early evening, as far as you understand. It's a very heavy cloud cover as it's raining uh, and is giving you a little bit of a wash. Uh, Valari ends up taking Astro and just like cleaning off all the mud on him before you all set off. And as you head back to town, Thadric plays a, a prank about halfway there, so you expect, and tells Garth to throw his hands up where we're getting close. Um, so Garth is sitting on Dedrick's shoulders, hands up for a moment, as they're all just walking down the road. And that's where we're at currently. Uh, after like five minutes, I'm like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to get shot, right? No, I don't, I just, I guess I don't remember them having this much sight line. No, no, you can see the bows, they're aimed at us, keep your arms up. <laughs> See the boats. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, but. Well, Miles is like a 20 minute walk. He's going to be sitting there with his arms up. <laughs> arms at, a certain be... point, at a certain point, they're just like. Put your arms like on, his, on his head. <laughs> yeah, rest them on his head. He's like this. At some point, as Garth is starting to tire and his hands are like up over his head and leaning on to, to Thadric, uh, you do see the city wall um, in the, the distance, a good hundred plus feet out as you get to a clearing from the forest that you're in. Uh, you do see the archers poised across the top. And as you begin to each start to throw your hands up, there's bows drawn to the moment of you walking up to the gate. And as you get to the gate, uh, uh, an elderly man walks out and he, he greets you all. Hello. Well, what is it that you're doing coming to our city? Saving the world. Saving the world. What Are was you... that the, the older elf who sent us? Oh, the older elf. We have a few councilmen. Oh, that's Lauren asking, not Ari. <laughs> what we was the name of the councilmen here? Okay, Ariel, say we're here to see the council. Okay, uh, do you have any names? You Are or them we... or what is your business? We are the champions. We are Hydra. Hey, Hydra. I dab a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> rock, rock, Garth off to the side a bit. I um, hit myself in the face with my staff and like. Oh, you... no. You say you're the champions. Are you the ones who sought the hammer? Yes, mm-hmm, and yeah. we would like to put the hammer down. Well, you may carry on to the forges. And he, he pulls his staff back. And then he lets out a high-pitched whistle. And you hear a 
Stand down! Stand down! And on top of the wall, you hear a bit of a shuffle as you assume, hopefully, that the, the guardsmen have put away their bows. To the forge! Yes, to break the stone. As you make your way back to the forge, the city is a bit more battle-worn than you expected. Uh, there's a few mildly fresh uh, spots of blood on the, the ground. There's some nicks in some of the woodwork on the, the homes. Those there's, nicks. There's, uh, yeah, those nicks. Uh, there's also uh, a dead horse laying off to the side, and uh, it seems to be a couple strange creatures that you've not seen before. Uh, so it seems like the, the powers of evil chasing you down have made a bit of a push on the city. As you get up to the forges, uh, the front doors, the large doors that had swung open uh, with such effort are kind of rocked off their hinges and kind of leaning against one another that leaves a, a triangular archway into the forge. Um, the bookstore that you can kind of see from the, the front is all but burned out. Uh, the city no! was... You Very can't see much ransacked. Someone described it to me, I'm sure. No, we're not going to tell you. No, no. <laughs> no, no the thing no. is, Darth can smell the, the smell of burnt books. No, <laughs> uh, please, please roll a history check on that to see if you can smell it. <laughs> Put your arms down. You're embarrassing us. That's me. It's a 19. A 19. Plus my history, uh, which is 8. So Garth? 27. Garth? You get towards the the forges and you sit up straight and you know that uh, that's old parchment that has been burned. Uh, but you've also caught a bunch of other smells that you're like, that smells like a blood and other things. So you're like now bristled. Uh, Valari, what is it that you were wishing to do? I just go, huh, I wonder who would want to burn a bunch of books. <laughs> no! <laughs> it, it confirms. No! <laughs> Um, well, aren't you glad you bought the one you wanted before we left? Garth, Garth pulls a Keanu himself and starts shooting fireball just up into the air. No! As as you get into the forges, uh, you do see a hammer, not a metallic bang smash hammer, but the the forge master. Leaned up against uh, the obsidian jet black uh, stone that uh, the anvil that she'd been working on and bleeding from a big gaping hole in her shoulder and chest and looks at you as she seems to be on her way out and just kind of raises a hand with the, the last bit of effort um, to, Dad, to call you over. Dad, help! Uh, yeah. I'll, Garth, like, grabs the top of his head as Thad goes running. I'll run over and cure wounds on her. Uh, Thadric, as you actually get up to her, you notice that uh, her chest is cut open to the point where you can see the bit of like heartbeat within and she is in a spot where cure wounds may stabilize her but only for a short amount of time 
See? And ha if I had not healed down in the... Here, just use this. And I hand him my healing potion. No, it's not. It's not. I think this is the DM saying this character's gonna die anyway. This uh, is the DM right. saying. And if I hadn't healed down in the, the thing, it could have circumvented this with my Revify. <laughs> to let them die and then brought them back. <laughs> but I don't have it! Okay, well, let's hear her dying words then. Sad. What happened? There was an attack. And they were looking for the stone. We found the hammer. Do we just smash it and be done? You must stretch the power to smash it in the center point. This hammer should do all you need. But one of you must be competent enough to do it. I trust both of you. As you are forge masters yourself. And she, she coughs up a bit of blood and looks across. I believe the council should have survived. My son went to help protect them. Do what you need. And hopefully we can rid the evil. And she coughs one more time and, and slumps over. And the the very metallic hammer that was at her side, she grabs and kind of slides over towards Ari. This is yours. The hammer is Thadric's. And she points towards the, the hammer that was rescued hanging at Thadric's side and just slumps over. Um, <laughs> isn't her son like a 13-year-old teething half-orc? Yep, her her son is a 13-year-old teething half-orc, but he is a fairly burly okay. half-orc, nonetheless. I don't know why I was he... just picturing like, <laughs> hey, hey, 12-year-old, <laughs> go save the council. I don't know, that's my brain. No, no, like a, um, a half-orc is generally a, a fairly muscular build creature that a 12 or 13-year-old half-orc one would be fairly matched at like say a 25 30 year old human oh okay so, com so. competent ish yeah. got it competent ish yes he still was dealing with his uh his teeth growing in too quickly and some some skin issues you know um do we have the unicorn hair i, I literally can't remember i believe somebody still has a few strands but didn't it not work last time we didn't and have the. We didn't have the hammer. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here. I pull out my last few. You pull out your last few. We'll put you in a safe space and make your wild magic surge until the unicorn comes back again. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, no. We could just pelt you with things. <laughs> I will die before that happens. <laughs> All right, well, Lauren, Jesus, Jesus, we have to take to save the world. We need a blind wizard to use his mage hand. Hmm? I can cast I it. I can use mage hand. We need two, You need two. It took two hands to stretch. I cast it. Well, could I not 
Why do we need the mage hands though? I don't remember. Didn't we just do it out of caution? Couldn't I just like tie it myself? No, we tried it and it needed a second hand to hold and to stretch it, to shape it. Because earlier in Stonehaven, it was said that uh, it needed magic to form. Magic touch. All right. All right. Dad, are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. I put uh, Garth down, obviously. Yeah. I cast Mage Hand and I'm like, just... Bring Place, it to the hand. Just, yeah, bring it to me, if you could. Would the mage hand, would, I'm just curious about the, like, application of this, though, because my mind is going, but does you, like, you know how, like, if you can feel things, would your mage hand feel the thing and then you feel the thing? Like, so he knows what he's doing? You can just tell him to grasp it and pull. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how would that yeah. work? Or could you use one mage hand and one normal hand? You could try, but you might die. We don't want to, yeah. You try it. I've got this, guys. Why are we fighting it? I'm, t I'm good. So as, as you carefully and cautiously use the mage hands to stretch this piece and lay it down on uh, the jet black anvil, the hammer that was rescued is in Thadric's hand. Are are we going for like halvesies here? Like what's our hit it in the middle? All right, in the dead center. That that does the the spit on the hands thing uh, for the grip raises up and clumps. As you smash the center, you see a small crack begin to, to spread as if like you stepped on some thin ice uh you hear a and as the cracks spread uh small portals begin to open all around you all and some of the things that you had seen previously uh in these portals like potentially people or places that you knew uh show up once again and then other things you don't recognize and after a brief second, the portals close up. Garth, at this moment, you actually uh, hear some voices kind of appear, and you hear the crackling of a portal. You've seen enough of these, and you've practiced enough of, like, small magic to understand what's going on around you. You recognize a couple of voices. One you might uh, recognize as your father. Um, Do we hear one that goes, It's a portal! You don't, at Aww. least not right now. Uh, mm -hmm. the crack spread just a little bit more. Cedric, do you wish to hit again, or do you wish to wait? No, yeah, hit the same spot. As you hit the same spot, the cracks start spreading towards the edges even further. Portals even more pop up. And you must have been reading my notes, because in one of them you hear, It's a portal! <laughs> yeah. between, between, two, between two of the portals, you see a pillow go flying from one into another. Uh... And then you hear some barks on the end of one, and you hear a, a neigh of uh, what seems to be a unicorn, as it's got like a sparkly jingle to it, not just like a standard horse. Uh, Garth, you do also hear what you assume to be uh, friends that you've not seen since your boyhood. Uh, so you're hearing some of these things that others are seeing imagery. And at this point, uh, a large portal begins to open up in front um in it 
Valari and Ari recognize a, a figure um, that seems to be one of Keth. And you see him uh, in the same attic space that you had chased him through a portal in multiple months up to a year ago. And you see it almost from a side angle. You see him sending forces through his portal. And then in a portal off to one of your other sides, you see the forces coming out and slaughtering those in the forest space that you had uh, traveled to this world in. Um, but did it vanish? Or is these, it still there? These portals are, are super quickly popping open. You no! only get a couple seconds, a couple seconds of vision uh, before they close back up. And they all close on this third hit that could occur. <coughs> the cracks are near to the edges. Uh, Garth, at this point, you're starting to get a tiny bit of vision back. You can see outlines of things. Uh, and you do see a couple of the portals close, and you see the lights kind of flicker in front of you. Uh, and you see a glowing, emanating circlet of this, this power. Instead of here. a big dark blur, it's a big light blur. Yeah. And here is where we will wait two weeks to see what the breaking of this power brings. Two weeks. Two weeks. The boy is just like totally pissed off now. You're seeing a bunch of things, yeah. He's like, going through. damn it, why did no one tell us? We could have, this could have been on our way home. Alrighty, so we will be That's back awkward. in two weeks. And in those two weeks, Bring some friends along because we will be doing a giveaway Give for those away. beautiful blacksmith craft dice. You just have to show up, say something in chat that is predefined. We'll let you know what it is. You'll get on a list. Our bot will choose a winner. If we have enough people, we will probably choose two winners. Um, so bring some people. Increase your chances by decreasing your chances. It's a weird situation. Matt. Uh, <laughs> And Do you have an have idea of how many people you would want to see yeah, to, we, like, give we, away a second set? We have gotten about 20 to 25 on our normal giveaways. If we can break 30, if we break 30 entries, we will do two sets of dice. Oh, that's generous. That's so, that's so easy. If we Everybody break bring one friend. Still two. If, if you break... 30 we'll do two sets of dice if we break 50 dm's got a few other things lined up that we can also draw for so hold tight for what those surprises could be so if you bring 50 people to enter there are chances for some extra fun uh so we'll see you in two weeks uh we do have a another stream we're gonna go raid so please join us in that raid train as we go off uh and with that here's some of our fun wonderful music Written and performed by Nathan and Austin. Wow. On computers. On yeah. computers. <laughs> digital digital robots. Uh, I just I just was like, that's pretty cool. So uh, listen to this music. Come back in two weeks. Win some stuff. Join the raid. See Bye, you. guys. Bye. Bye.